Ron and Fez show starts right now. Buddy, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Black Friday. Very, very special thank you to the Supremes. I'll say it, Diana Ross and the Supremes. If she wants to be out front, she can. That's why sometimes we call ourselves Fez Watley and the Ron and Fez show. Ego. Ego. Get out there. Uh, we are watching the shuttle flying into the city. Uh, they're going out of their way to make it go past all the landmarks and twirl around and all. I kind of think it looks embarrassing for it to be piggybacked. 
It's got a crazy looking, actually. It looks like a transformer. It's a flying machine. I think you'd be embarrassed if somebody else was flying you. That's just my own opinion. They're going to drag it down the uh, water on a yeah. barge, parade it around some more. Well, they're going to put it up on the Intrepid, and that way when the fucking kids come here from all over the country, they got another extra thing they can pay for. There you go. Shit. But really, it looks like... It looks like when a monkey has a dead monkey baby and it oh. fucking acts like it's still alive and it carries it around. Oh, that's fucking depressing. Actually, this is a depressing fucking sight if you think about it, because that's it. That's the last one, right? It's done. It's no more. It's, it's just take like 20 years to build a fucking another spaceship? How hard can it be? Well, you... <laughs> it's easy. Well, no, it's really easy to build. How hard can it be? It's, it's because people don't want to pay for it. It's not a difficult thing, <laughs> but you guys are all like... Ugh. Taxes, you can't get taxes. Why do they want to pay taxes? Taxes! <laughs> one day I'll be part of the 1%. Then I'll have to worry about my taxes. Uh, that's class warfare. Anyway, it is the Ron Fez show. Uh, it's on a Friday. If you, uh,. Happen to live in the Ohio area. Big, big day for you. O&A are out there in Cleveland. Crushing. Making things happen. No, they're no longer at the Hard Rock. They're at another club that... And this is just a personal thing of mine. A million times better. Yeah. You know what the name of this club is, uh, Chris? No. None of our guys. We will have the name for you. Yeah. But I highly recommend going out and seeing us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you're uh, in the... Cleveland area. And I know that all the little chicks with their crimson lips, they say Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. Do you have a, a name for me yet, Chris? No, I, I've heard it ten times and I don't know. Uh -huh. I can't remember it. Well, my gang is on it. Yeah, Fez is doing the slow move. Uh, Handsome Johnny's doing the slow move. I can't even find it. Um, anyway, we'll have that name for you. In just a little bit. It is the Ron Fez show. Uh, it is the blind pig. That's it. The blind pig. There it is. Thank you, Fez. Uh, Tony, Crooklyn, you got an update on the shuttle for us. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what was going on, but I'm driving along the belt right by JFK, and there's like cars just pulled over the side, people out of the car with cameras and everything. It looks crazy there. Yeah, you've got to get a picture of that because it's not on TV. And it's not going to be in the newspaper. The only way you'll be able to get a picture of this is if you use your own iPhone. Well, I got to Instagram it, so I can get my Instagram up. That's great, dude. Right? Get a fucking share it on my Twitter, on my Facebook. Get everything. It just goes to everything at fucking, the same time. I got time. this Tumblr going on. It makes on. it so much fucking easier now. <laughs> Pinterest or whatever the fuck that is. Fez is going to come up with his daily uh, gay question um, in just a little bit. All right. I noticed that when Fez adds news things now, they come from gay news sites I've never heard of before. <laughs> he's feeling his way through this. Okay. Uh, he's going to have a gay story for us that's going to turn us all around. Finally. Uh, now, speaking of, uh, of which, I saw this other story this morning that gay uh, people are starting to think that the kiss cam is homophobic Okay. when you go to a ball game. Because they do the same gimmick. Guy next to a girl, they kiss. Guy next to a girl, they kiss. Then two buddies sitting together. Ah! 
<laughs> that gets the big laugh is they're looking at each other like, no. And then they do the big fake kiss, and everybody goes crazy. And it's a way of almost having a place chant, this is unnatural. This is unnatural. We hate that. <laughs> we hate that. We, we hate it, so we laugh at it. So some uh, picture for the uh, A's. Or gays, as I like to call them. Said, so, come on, dude. The fucking joke is over. Leave. If I was a gay guy, he's saying, I would feel like, why is that funny? Still? Why does everybody laugh? I despise, by the way, any kind of those cam games that they play at games instead of watching a ball game where the, I'm going to ask her to marry me, she turns me down, and everybody in the place yells. Nah. It's fake, folks. Every fucking time. No, it's fake. No, the true love can exist. You're not even paying attention to what no, I'm saying. No, on the fucking baseball, on the baseball stands, it could happen. I'll I'm trying straight. to tell you that they run a reality show, a fake reality show, past every fucking game, and for every game, people believe they're watching a couple break up. It's ridiculous. And those two guys that finally do give in, yeah. can, they work as interns. Oh, no. That would be like if we had hands bananas. And by the way, I don't know. He's fucking now calling his fans something. I forget what he calls them on Twitter. Bananagrams or some shit. And then his outcue was peel out. He's really... I think he calls them bananagramians. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know one thing. I bet Fez wished he had a kiss cam last night when he was fucking slugging his way through that uh, ridiculous draft. I can't see how you're going to keep up with it, Fez. I know last night was a tough night, and that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> that's the highlight was last night. Yeah. Man, walking around here last night, leave, going home, fucking, there's so many goddamn Redskins fans. Yeah, with, I know. With fake RG3, like, wigs, because he has the dreads. Yeah. They just look like idiots. It yeah, there was a ton of them, and I saw either the hogs or fake hogs oh. were out front, and then they saw... And all the super fans were having their pictures taken with each other. Like, oh, I gotta take you, I gotta take a picture of you home. You like the draft too, right? Yeah, me too. Um, we're here together. Brian, Raleigh, you're on Run Fez. Hey, I had a very uncomfortable, or my, my friend had an uncomfortable kiss cam moment. He was on, I think, his second date with this girl. Uh, and uh, the kiss cam went up on them, and uh, she noticed it first and, like, wouldn't make eye contact with him. And he got all nervous, and he was, like, kind of putting his hands over. Hey, what do you think? What do you think? It took literally about 45 seconds of them sitting there and the place starting to scream and scream and scream. And when they finally kissed, you honestly would have thought they won the Stanley Cup. It was nuts. I just don't get it, this thing of we're going to point a camera at you. And I'll, the, okay, here's what I will laugh. The little kid gets up and starts dancing crazy. That does make me laugh. But that just shows that a little kid is so fucking stupid that he thinks he's on TV when he's just in the in-house cam. Yeah, CCTV, dude. Someone's, your dad should have fucking told you that. Were you up all night? Because you just sound like you need a Red Bull. No, actually, I've fucking had a bunch of sleep last night. That's oh, the problem. that's the problem. It's, too much when sleep. When I have too much sleep, it's... It doesn't make any sense. It's like I want sleep, I get it, and then I feel fucking weird. You don't even so much as sleep as you do redline for a while. <laughs> I did pound some Red Bulls, though. That's always good. I don't know if it ever is. It tastes good, at least. All right, we're uh, throwing that Kiss Cam story up 
Fez, I've been trying to drag you in. I, I brought up uh, the football. I brought up uh, two different gay things. I don't know what I could do to make you join in here today. Is the kiss cam homophobic? Oh, yeah. It's let's let's all point and mock two guys kissing. It should. It's the comic relief to their horrible act. What horrible act? The, the kiss cam in general. Well, I think that the thing is that they're not pointing at two gay guys. They're pointing at two straight guys. That's the funny thing. Who have no sexual feelings for each other. <laughs> right. They just don't have dates. So now, here's the weird... in gay face. Here's the weird thing. Um, now you're a fucking idiot if you go to the ballpark with your buddy. Now you're some kind That's of... That's right. You fucked you up. You don't have a date. <laughs> you fucked up. You're trying to go to a fucking sporting event with your fucking friend. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Steve, who I'm now going to start calling Steve the Weave. Hey, what's up? Steve the Weave. Yeah, Weave the I'm, a, I'm a police officer in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, Several years man. ago, I was working a brewer game. Jim? And there were two guys that were kissing down in the uh, down the outfield bleachers, and they wanted me to eject them, and I refused. My whole base on refusing to eject them where there were two women, two lesbians that were kissing. You got pictured out in Seattle on a kiss cam, and when they got picked, they got ejected for kissing on the cam, and then they turned around and sued, I think it's Dave Cofield, and yeah. they got like $4 million apiece. I wish that somebody throw me out of a place so I could get $4 million. I can't wait to get yeah. a lawsuit. Yeah, it would be nice, but I, I just, I couldn't, I well, I told the guy, he said, you're not going to put me in the middle of a federal lawsuit. Smart move. Smart move. Although I don't know why people need to be making out at the fucking ball game. <laughs> That's I'm not saying a little kids. Atmosphere. I'm talking about a real old school make out. Just piss drunk. Just fucking now, grabbing X, if you could make four million dollars, <laughs> would you make out with your buddy to get thrown out? Uh, well, I don't know about that. Four million sounds nice. Four million, I'd be like, this is fucking great. I like money. <laughs> I will have to work for a little while. He'd make it out with his balls for four million dollars. <laughs> Break him out, dude. Come on, we can do this. It's just one, it's just one, 30 seconds. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we had the Matt Geiger uh, story up not too long ago. Uh, and this is another ballpark story with a ball. Uh, it's up on the IB wire under Tom Hanks's wrong. There is crying in baseball. And as you watch this story, as you throw it up here, Chris, uh, some people in a crowd boxed out a three-year-old boy, got the ball, and his little pansy heart was broken. <laughs> He's crying with a fucking baby, like a baby, and we'll just uh, watch some of this. And here it is. You just, all right, so you see the ball gets thrown up there. This yuppie couple gets it. Look at this little kid. He's three years old. You see him actually. <laughs> you see him reaching while they're enjoying the ball. Now look at him sobbing fucking hard. That sub where he's crying in his own hand. Holding his face. Now this gets better. They're posing with the ball next to him. <laughs> They're having the time of their life. They don't hear the fucking child throwing a no. next to them. They don't give a fuck. Oblivious fucking jerk-offs. That's hysterical. I'm now thinking about just calling this the Matt Geiger Award. Taking it off of fucking Bartman's fucking heat. 
Now, Fez, wow. you're like, hey, that ball went into the stands. Matt Geiger's got every right for it. Do this? Should this couple have taken that ball away from that little baby? No, they should give him the ball. If they I, got the ball, they should give it to the child. It's not their child. No. You, you think that that was their child? No. Okay, no. I want you to understand something then. How is that something a fan should do, but not fucking letting the first baseman catch it for an out? This is the inconsistent frustration that every day of my life runs through. It doesn't make sense. Now, I will say this. Why does an adult want a fucking baseball? His his wife got a nice souvenir from the day. This fucking shot of the kid crying and then yeah. taking the picture—it's the funniest shit you ever see. Might be the best thing ever. That's fucking hysterical. Now, uh, it's really fucking funny to me <laughs> that they were still partying with it. Yes. Now, even the differences with them and Matt Geiger. He was attempting to catch a foul ball, which means I don't know what. I guess somehow he's supposed to be good. But this was just a ball that was thrown in. Yeah. What? What is your big experience? What is your excitement level? You. It wasn't like fucking fate or whatever. Whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Random chance of a fucking foul ball coming your way. They have good seats and it was thrown to them. So you would always give it over to the kid? I would give it to Yes. No. Let's suppose this. <laughs> Fucking look at it. If you had uh, little wrestling figures, right? Uh-huh. And uh, your buddy was over at your house. And his toddler, when it w was playing with him all night, and then when it was time to leave, started freaking out because he couldn't take the wrestling figures, would you say, I want you to have these? Well, yes. You didn't do that. You did not do that. And I had to get up early the next morning and buy wrestling figures. Oh. Instead of, and I'm going like this, on the way home while the kid's crying, why didn't he just fucking, I'll buy him wrestling figures. What is so fucking great about them? Get to play with them. Mr. Inconsistent, flip-flops. Flip-flops. You know what? Etch-a-sketch. I think if you were a superhero, your nickname would be Etch-a-sketch. Because every situation is different. I don't know why uh, I find this story so fucking hysterical. It's, it's, it's but I do. Amazing. Now, I was thinking, you could tell that these nice... It's a yuppie section there in Texas. Uh, but you'd think that the Texas fucking fans would have been yelling, give him the ball. Or the guy, the kid's father. The kid just like, the, the father's just like smiling. Like, oh, my kid's Well, upset. you don't want to act like your your kid should have every ball. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to say to the kid, dude, life is full of fucking disappointments. This is your first. <laughs> your mom and I have been raising you in a bubble. Some people don't want to fucking hand the ball over or don't want to share their wrestling action figures. The Learn to deal with it. I want to hang out with this yuppie couple. <laughs> uh, Paul, you're on the Ren Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had the couple on the local news in Dallas last night, and they said as soon as they realized the kid was crying, they gave him the ball. Bullshit. We're watching the whole the fucking thing. The fucking, fucking Rangers ended up doing the right thing and throwing the kid another ball because they... No, watching, in the, the Now, ESPN. Hicks, watch, watch what's happening when the fucking somebody from the Rangers dugout throws the kid a ball. Even turn the sound up and you can hear the announcers. Wow, they're actually like rubbing it in the kid's face. So they're rubbing it in the kid's face. 
as he's sobbing. They, somebody from the dugout throws the ball up. So it's perfect. So they're basically calling him a whore. And a fucking old sugar daddy. There's everything you want in this fucking video. I know, it's got everything. fucking great. It does. It's got everything you would ever want in a story. <laughs> she went to the game via Mr. Travel. Um, I'm taking to Exotic Texas. It is really something fucking funny. So no way did those people decide to do the right thing. They're fucking high-fiving. It's like, look how happy right. the guy is. Some now, people behind him. They literally had to find out in the Rangers dugout where somebody from the team or from the club representing it somehow went up and said, here's a ball for the kid. There were a couple of bucks. <laughs> Ooh, Rawlings. Fucking hysterical, man. I know what this is like because of wrestling figures. And it's haunting. It sounds it. Yeah. I mean, a toddler, they don't know any fucking better. Yeah, they just fucking... But a grown-ass man? A grown-ass man. I just wish that it was on Dallas TV. That would have been the only thing to push me over the side. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it, kid. That whore will leave him as soon as his money's gone. She'll end up sucking cock for french fries down on the docks. <laughs> Once those looks are gone... She... I know. This is why I can't do baseball play-by-play, -play, because I know I end up cussing sooner or later. And by or later, I mean sooner. Yeah. No, I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, everyone going to a ball game knows how to curse it. Um, I don't know why any grown fucking man wants a baseball. I said it before with Matt Geiger, and I say it in this. It's for fucking kids. It's for stupid kids. I've told this story before, but when my old man came home from some fucking business trip to L.A., right? I'm a little kid. Uh, I don't know why, but, you know, when guys retire from baseball, they start hanging around corporate events and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I guess they get paid money to show up to at show these up. cocktail parties. So my old man gives me a baseball signed by Hall of Famer Don Drysdale. Nice. And he goes, fucking two weeks later... He sees that baseball all fucking scuffed up and shit because I've been using it. And he still thinks that's the funniest story in the world. It's good. He's like, good. That's what a fucking baseball's for. It's not to sit up on a fucking thing to look at. Like some man signed that. That's right. When you fucking need a ball. Plan to get a game going here. Uh, let's uh, head on over here to James. James, you're on my face. Hey, fellas. Hey, yeah. Ronnie, did you just say a grown-ass man or a grown-ass man? Uh, I wish we would have put up um, a poll on this uh, before because it seems like it's split whether the kid deserved the ball or not. I just don't, I don't go to a ballpark wanting to fucking take a ball home and I want to fucking cherish it. Forever. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. Haven't the uh, Texas Rangers learned their lesson yet about throwing balls into the crowd? Josh Hamilton killed a guy last year. Every, you know, time, that, a, every time a player throws a ball into the crowd, Nolan Ryan's got to be holding his breath. Um, it's fucking weird because they actually put up a statue of the guy who died. Out front, right? Yeah, and underneath it, it just simply says, Hamilton fucked up. Oh. And 
don't have to blame the guy. I mean, well, he that's... drinks quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You think they would stop throwing fucking balls into the fucking stance. And that was a beautiful story because that was a guy trying to catch a ball for his kid and died doing it. Just fell and fucking died. That's a rough one. Whatever. All right, this on Twitter right now. Hey, Banana Doodles. Chilling with Daniel Perlman today. That's from Hans Banance. I'm glad Hans is chilling. And now he's going on Banana Doodlers. Hey, Banana Cakes. Forgot to say peel out. Peeling. And then he's also trying to do a Fall of Friday for Taylor uh, Swift what? and Dan Perlman. Well, Taylor Swift's popular with the lads. Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, uh, Ronnie, you're telling me you wouldn't want to catch like a milestone baseball that's like a lottery ticket? No. I'm not going to fucking certainly not going to sit in the outfield with a glove on like a child. Yeah, well, you catch like uh, A-Rod 700th or when he breaks the... If uh, I fucking catch A-Rod 700, I'm giving it back to him. You're not going to sell it back to him? Or Fuck it to, like, no. Like, why would I do that? First of all, why would I sit in the outfield like a fucking ham and egger? Come on, bleachers aren't bad. I got to sit in the dugout now. It's the only time I got to do it once, and anything less than that feels like shit. Oh, come on. Behind the fucking plates fucking seems pretty cool. What? Watching through net? Put me through the dugout so I can fucking talk to the skipper. Dude, we got to make some moves. This fucking kid is out of gas. <laughs> make the call. Seamuff, where am I, Fez? Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, maybe it's just a matter of uh, perception. Maybe the kid was crying because he hated his dad and he didn't die going for the ball. His dad could have fought probably a little harder for him, no doubt about it. But I guess the guy's constantly thinking, uh, I don't want to fucking go out. I li listen to this, TB Vicroy. Couple is innocent, did nothing wrong. I suppose they could have given him the ball in the end, but he's young and have plenty of games to go to. Well, no one wants a fucking ball but a little kid. No one. They did not even catch a fucking home run or a foul ball. They caught a ball that was thrown to them in the stands. That's nothing. I even I think the whole fucking concept is crazy. Maybe only children should be allowed into the game <laughs> until adults learn how to act. And I still, as hideous as this is, it's nowhere near as bad as what Matt Geiger did. Well, A fucking Geiger. interrupting play. <laughs> I not only would have thrown and I and I do, I think Matt's a great guy. But I would not only throw him out of the stadium, I would have thrown him out of the fucking Bay Area. Oh and he would have to live in Lutz. That's as close as I would let him live. Jesus. And so he thought about it a lot. <laughs> All right, so it's not permanent? No, nothing's ever permanent. Uh, last night's uh, 3 o'clock uh, snack went up, and that's is the T-shirt a little too tight on you. That was, that was a great one. Tight-ass T-shirts, dog. There's something that works about that. There you go. And that uh, Supermodel Moms was just fucking massive for us. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes Supermodel Mom. Uh, Rich, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, how old do you think you're too old uh, to bring a glove to a game? I'm going to make the move here and say 
And I'm going to go conservative on this and say seventh grade. <laughs> I was thinking 16, maybe 15. No, uh, seriously, at that age, you should be getting pussy, so that fucking stops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no way... If any of my friends would have done it when we were like 14 or 15, we'd have fucking killed them. But when you're a little kid, I get it. My buddy still brings a fucking uh, glove to the game. I don't know why. He's my age. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Now, actually, I remember this thing when I'm a little kid. Uh, my dad took me to the game, and we went up in the uh, VFW bus with, uh, I guess, either a bunch of veterans or a bunch of guys from work. I can't remember, but it was a rented bus. All dudes... Trash cans filled with beer and soda. Hell yeah. Fucking great time, right? So I'm like so fucking little. I'm, I can like stand up on the seat. I'm so little, right? So this fucking kid, he's got... Uh, now this kid had actually later became like my best buddy when we grew up. But he was a couple years older than me and he had two fucking gloves, right? Because he was left-handed and he had a right-handed glove of his friends. And he goes like this. Uh, he goes like this. How could I fucking miss now, right? He's got both gloves. <laughs> and this guy yells out, you'll find a way, kid. The whole fucking bus is laughing. And I'm like this, ball busting. Ball busting with the guys on the way to the ball game. Nice. Looks like things are really turning around for Ronnie B. <laughs> Young Ronnie B, finding himself, doing the good shit. Finally. It was actually... One, and that's what I thought. None of those men were taking fucking gloves to the game. No. That was something a child does. These men had fought in a war. They had seen their friends die in Korea. Oh, They're not going to fucking suddenly go, I hope I catch a ball from Willie Martinez. Matter of fact, I heard him called quite a few different names. Oh, boy. Good names? Like good nicknames? Like... Like, I can't good repeat. player. I can't repeat in this thing. <laughs> I was a fan of the guy, yeah. Was he somewhat of a hot dog? Sure. He was fancy. Nothing wrong with that. But I will say that they had their own names for black and gay that they were called. <laughs> All right. I think. I'm sure. Mm. Too bad. Mm. Um, Tommy, you're on the Run Fez show. What's going on, guys? Hey, Ronnie, I was at a A's game in the 90s, and there's this guy jumping around during batting practice, jumping on people, trying to get balls, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and this guy starts coming towards me to the, from the left, and there's an old couple to my right, and he starts trampling me to get to the ball. So I forearm rip the guy. He's about 37 years old. I mean, about Good. 35 years old. I'm like 22. I forearm ripped the guy to get him off of me, and he goes flying over the seat. No, just that guy was so hyper, it looked like he was slobbering for the ball, man. It was Maybe like, he was a half a retard. Was he drunk? Your fucking head down. I know. I mean, if no way should a man be chasing a ball either. Like when those balls go in an empty stadium and you see all the kids take off. Run for I it. hate to see an adult part of that. Or just jumping onto the like the fucking where there's no seats, just fucking run onto some grass. Mob scene. Uh, Hicks, I will not look at the buried alive. Okay. Thing that you put up there? It, it's it's one of the rougher things I've seen on the internet. I know Reddit's already linked to it, and I don't even want to see it. I can't look I'm at buried alive it. shit. I'm not playing it, but it, it's a rough one. 
it's from the uh, it's the Syrian uprising basically and the, the Syrian the guys loyal to the Syrian president got some fucking uh, guys captured and started burying them alive and shooting it on fucking video I don't want to hear about it and the guy's yelling. It's an awful planet, and, dude. It's an awful planet. Yeah, it's the fu- this human beings are just terrible to do this. Fucking. You say that shit. until you watch the movie Planet of the Apes, and you're fucking glad there's human beings. We're better than the monkeys. The band. Uh, all the genetically altered monkeys, as we learned from Rise of Planet of the Apes, as to how it all went down. And they're just shoveling dirt on top of this poor bastard. It's fucking horrible. It's basically snuff. And these fucking assholes are just fucking putting out all on the, on the internet. Ugh. That's one fucked country. Ugh. So we already uh, sold out our uh, unmasked? Yeah, it looks good, yeah. Okay. Sorry, folks. You fucked up then. You fucked up. You screwed up by not hitting it up. Locked up. No one else is let in. You could have been there. But you thought to yourself, I'll fucking wait. Well, the waiting is the hardest part, my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, look who it is. It's Bobby the Champ. Hey, Bobby. What's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, I have a spy report. Spy report? After all this time? Spy report. Spy report. Bobby with a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Outfielder Delman Young for the Detroit Tigers uh, came. He's in the city playing the Yankees. Right. At the Hilton on 6th Avenue down the block from you guys, he was arrested for a hate crime, pushing down someone and making anti-Semitic remarks last night. So he just yells out, you Jew, and pushes somebody down? I guess so. The article is like kind of vague at this point. I don't know what he said, but he was the, you know, the guy that threw the bat at the umpire in the minor leagues. Like, he really is a piece of garbage. Yeah, he is. He's hilarious. I mean, can't you just shove someone down without yelling out anything about their background? I would think so, but he's probably, you know, he's in New York, so he feels like that's the appropriate slur to make. I, yeah, I, I get it, but you're the one who's black, dude. You know, I mean, you want to start slurring around. It's going to come right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> That's on a battle you can't win, <laughs> you thin-skinned bastard. And he's doing it on 6th Avenue in, in the 50s. Right. I mean, it's not like no one's going to see that. Ridiculous. All right, I guess I better head on over there and bail him out again. So everyone drop him from your fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do it, champ. All right, thanks, guys. You're the best, buddy. Unless you have some sort of anti-Semitic fantasy team. Do they have those? I hope not. Delman Young was highly intoxicated. We all are. But we can manage not to yell out the word kike. Okay, so fuck you. This ain't Detroit. Okay, dude? Uh, This uh, couple who stole the ball from the little kid is now demanding an apology from the announcer. Oh, if that guy apologizes, I'm going to lose all respect for that video clip. <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll just think about it. What about I'll, them? Why don't you just keep it quiet and let this thing pass over? No one knows who they are. Maybe don't, a few people in Texas. Don't you want to understand that the internet news cycle is so fast? Yeah, they're going to forget about them in no time. Jerks.
Well, hopefully that woman does leave him. They want fucking money. Like, their whole life. All they want is fucking money. All right, Fez. Uh, I promise you, you get to a gay story today. You like to have a gay a day, you call it? Yeah, it's uh, when something <laughs> comes up in the world of gay interest. But you have one a day, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, this one is uh, huge out of the comic book world. Apparently, Batman is gay. What? He got outed by DC Comics. So, DC Comics writer uh, Grant Morrison, who took over the Batman series a while back, uh, said that um, Batman is very, very gay. There's just no denying it. Obviously, as a fictional character, he was intended to be heterosexual, but the basis of the whole concept is utterly gay. Well, we've all said that since what age? Well, uh, yeah, as soon as anyone has seen Batman and Robin. Um, it's the Robin that makes it gay, and that's why uh, they got rid of him in this decade. They got rid of Robin so in the movies. kind of makes Batman like a sexual predator if he's employing yes. a young... Not even employed. He adopted that fucking kid or took him in as a ward. Yeah, ward. Then boned him. And then just fucking railed boned him. Boned his ward. It was like, yo, you don't have any parents, do you? You got this bat dick. And then there's also Alfred, who he's also hanging out with. So I don't they, think he's doing anything with Alfred. Though. No. I think Alfred just has to mop up. He's <laughs> just a servant. Clean the jizz. Like it's a cycle going on, maybe. So that's why Batman was so upset. So it's like died. exciting, you know. It's well, like, you, you're, you're now acting like anyone who has a butler is gay. No, it's Batman who won't commit to any female relationships. Right, but you're saying... Well, well, what about this? Does somebody who won't commit to a female relationship, are they gay? No. No, right. that's not necessarily it. But So if you, if you don't commit to a female relationship and you have a butler, that makes you gay. What is it that makes Batman gay? Um, it is his... Uh, according to Grant Morrison, it's his Why, sexual... What about according to Fez Watley? What about, according to Fez Watley, because here's the problem with this thing for you, if I was you. I mean, I, are you taking a little pride in this? I was at first, but then you think Batman is a psychopath mm -hmm. who is going out beating up people, and if this part of it is true, it sounds like it's due to his repressed sexuality. So you no longer find yourself a Batman fan. Whoa. Instead, now, you find it somewhat offensive. I find it, yeah, I find it very, like, all right... Everyone's always tried to figure out what makes Batman tick, and it's like, is I it his it. parents being killed? That's what, is that what keeps him going in this path? But now it sounds like they're trying to put repressed sexuality on top of it. Is Puff Daddy gay for having Fonsworth? No. Oh, good. All right, so you're no longer a fan of Batman. I Yeah, a Batman to me <sighs> is just... And now you were a fan of Batman your whole life. Yeah. And now you're not. No, not until he can come out, I guess, or get this somehow straightened out. I think it's just the opposite. I think, like other things, Fez likes men when he thinks they're straight, and then when they're gay, he no longer likes them. Oh my god, that makes perfect fucking sense. Jesus. You kind of seem almost homophobic. Really? Mm hmm Well, this, guy, this person you've loved your entire life, this character... You've always said you're a Batman guy. Batman. Oh, yeah, always. And then, then the writer from Batman says he believes Batman to be gay, and now you're not a fan. 
Well, I don't like the psycho. I mean, they make him a gay basher. Not bashing gays, but a basher who is actually gay. He Isn't he a hero? You're now saying that he's psychotic and he's running around hitting people. You're making it seem like for no reason. I thought he was solving crimes and keeping the street safe. Vigilante. You're a very complex, a.k.a. weird motherfucker. I'm just totally rethinking Batman now. What, what makes now? him psychotic? That he's gay? No, the, what makes him psychotic is his actions, that he goes out every night and has to... Solves crimes. And has to beat people up. Fight he doesn't... But, look, if he started beating up a guy who had groceries and was leaving the Piggly Wiggly, he's not doing that. He's solving crimes. He's a vigilante. You've always known that he was supposed to be uh, in a fucking... A hero type thing for you. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Rob, Michigan. You're on a Fez. Hey, just want to let Fez know that Batman's not gay. He's always uh, a fucking Catwoman on top of the buildings in the comics. Yeah, he does have sex with women from time to time, but there's but something always goes wrong there, and like he's like, never, like his dick won't get hard. No, a, what's going wrong? He does it, and he even has a son. But what? What? so a, he's bisexual at most. All right, but you no longer now a Batman fan because of his. No, I don't like this personality trait. That since he's gay and he's repressed, that's why he's so angry. Whoever said that? Grant Morrison. When did he say it? He said that uh, he's a sexual deviant, and that's one of the things that drives him. Do you think that he's a sexual deviant? No, I think he's I think he's mentally ill because he's gay. No, I don't because he's violent. But you've never said that before. You've never called him mentally ill and violent before. You always said that he was your hero and when you were a kid, you wanted to be rescued by Batman. Yeah, and this is like totally just making me rethink the entire thing here. Only because that a writer says that he might be gay. I don't get... There's something anti-gay that goes on in your head. Um, let's go over here to Patrick in Mississippi. Hey, I, I was calling to say I was disappointed in Fez being so intolerant, but actually I figured it out. Fez, you've always identified yourself with Batman, but now that he is openly gay... You're probably identifying yourself more with that effeminate, decrepit old butler that hangs around. And so now you're like the old old man butler, and Batman is young and hot and unattainable, which is a very sad way to live your life, Fez. I'm just There's something you. very sad about this whole story, Fez. For I'm your shocked. perception of it. I'm shocked. I would have thought that even if this would have came up, it would have put a twinkle in your eye and it may be a skip to your step instead you're like he's psychotic he's violent and it's all because he's gay i don't even i never even understand where your stories go um is uh jerry jerry you're on the run of face show hey ronnie b now that batman's out of the closet uh is he gonna talk a lot more and be a lot more happy like other heroes who come out of the closet um, 
Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I had a college professor that claimed the whole superhero thing was a parallel to being gay. Like the whole has some special secret in the closet, some secret powers that this whole thing was just uh, closeted homosexuality. Sounds, it also sounds like your professor was a closeted homosexual. <laughs> that certainly was the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one more thing, I got a I got a little club that'll help Fez get over his fear of death. We're called the Flatliners. <laughs> Come by anytime. That would be fucking great just to have him flatline once. Actually, I meant to say flatline today. I said redline for fucking Hicks. Fezzy. Mm-hmm. There's also a story out this week about guys who are with their therapist too long and aren't getting the fucking rewards that they're supposed to. Wow. This guy, who's a therapist himself, said that therapy should last three to ten sessions. Other than that, and you and the therapist are just bullshitting each other. Wow. So everything must come out in those first... You've got to work. In, in other words, it can't be a whining session. It has to fucking work. And you told us well over a year ago you were going to fire your fucking therapist. I can sit in here now and tell you that even though you're openly gay, there's some kind of anti-gay feelings that you have. Extremely anti-gay. That you need... To fucking take a look at. I don't know why. You know, the fact that even after you came out, you haven't gone anywhere. And it's all about sexual deviance. And now I don't like Batman. And people are after gays. And it all just becomes this scary, violent thing to you. Rather than just a, a way to fucking totally be yourself. It's not fun. He doesn't want to have fun, though. Because he's not happy with it. Even though I haven't heard a single person that you know say, oh, I don't accept you. No, Something's... everyone's been fantastic. But who hasn't? Well, me. You're still anti-gay. I you're don't still... feel anti-gay. You, ju you just brought up this thing that you no longer like your fucking hero who you've liked since you were three years old to right now when you're 64. This entire fucking time... Now you turn your back on him because some writer, by the way, the millionth time in my life I've heard the fucking thing, Batman is gay. Millionth time. They always fucking bring this up. He hangs out with you. And boys. the only thing that is fucking gay about it, I think, is an adult still holding on to their childhood fucking games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could say Bugs Bunny was fucking gay because he wasn't nailing chicks. <laughs> well, that's because it's made for little kids. Also, you cross-dressed. Yeah, of course he cross-dressed a little bit. I think at this point, more adults read comic books than kids. Yeah, that's gay. <laughs> it's very, very gay. Um... All right, here's Steve, the therapist. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, Fez. Two quick things. Um, I think what Fez is going through, as far as this whole Batman fixation, is he's projecting his own self-loathing and disappointment for being homosexual. He's not cool with it yet. Right. Uh, and number two, the other thing he said, uh, I'm a therapist. And you know what? There's a lot to be said for therapy really only needing to last ten sessions. 
But the problem is not that the therapist is unwilling to work, but the client's unwilling to work. No, I I will agree with that. And I think that's what happens where I think that the therapist then has to say, dude, I'm not, you're not working here. Come back when you're ready to, you know? Well, you've got to start where the client's at and, you, and you've got to be patient. But if you, get, if you have a client who shows up more ready to work, that you're, you're right. So, you know, seven to ten sessions. And I've been listening to your show for years and wondered when, you know, when Fez is going to roll up his sleeves and start working with his therapist. Because how many of the kids... How many of this stuff is kids that Fez pay to, to put through college? It's unbelievable. Really have anything yeah. to show for it. He's got nothing to show for it yet. And for whatever reason, though, he likes having his appointment that he can go running out of here on Mondays. So he doesn't want to lose that either because that is part of his regiment. That's part of this, you know, oh, Mondays is this day and this, you know, and, yeah, Tuesdays is fucking meatloaf or whatever it is. But he and the therapist aren't fucking working. Now, the other thing, too, Steve, I've offered Fez a million times to show up at his fucking therapist with him to say this is what's going on with Fez at work. Not his fucking private life, but just his work life. And he doesn't want me to get me there because I know why. I know he's lying to the therapist. And you're going to blast him out of his comfort zone, which is where he wants to be. Right. It's almost like if I showed up in his fucking... Uh, house and just start using his toothbrush and shit, you know, like, that's mine! That's mine! Let me, let me put it out there. Uh, I'll, with no sort of personal gain for myself or personal self-promotion, I won't put my number or my name out there, um, I would be happy to either meet with Fez privately, uh, or on the air and, and see if he, you know, to, to see the perspective of, of another therapist. Wow, that's see, fucking wild. For him out there. All right, hold on. We'll take uh, we'll take your number, Steve. Thanks. Okay. Um, ben, Ben, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it seems you know, like there's uh, couples work a lot, you know, and they they pick a date night, Friday night's fucking date night. Well, maybe Monday is like Fezzy's date night when he goes to see his therapist. That's dating for Fez, but there's no happy ending. Um, maybe. Maybe that's just I don't know what happens. I know, like, we all sit around and blame the therapist, but I have no idea what fucking picture's painted for him. I'd be interested in seeing it. And I do remember this. Up until Fez's dad died, every time I'd say, what did you work on last night? How mean my mom was to me when I was like a kid. This went on for years. About the cruelty of my mom. Ba ba ba. Then when his dad died, his mom was a saint. And he started to yell at his sister and stuff, who he's always close to. No, this mom gets what she wants. She's been through this. So there's this whole... I don't know, it's too fucking complex for us. <laughs> but it fucking... It is still an Etch-a-Sketch. It's an inconsistent Etch-a-Sketch. I'd love to go down there. It'd be interesting. I'd love to do a punk fucking thing, where we all just come running in with cameras. Oh, that'd be great. And then we pour gasoline on the guy. All right, let's just try to figure this out All yourself. Right. Okay. Let's suppose you had a comic book hero. Yeah. That you've been crazy about, you've idolized, you have a tattoo of him. Hell yeah. Uh, Check it out. You, you have pictures of him hanging up in your house. Yeah. Then you turn gay. And then the comic book character, one of the writers says, hey, let's face it, this comic book character is gay too. 
instead of going, oh, and here I am, since I'm a kid loving this on some subconscious level, I must have identified gay. Instead of that, you go, I must have identified with him, therefore, I hate him, he's psychotic, and he's violent. In other words, I think Fez is calling himself that. And even though I don't think he is, inside, I think there's so much fucking rage that we get as passive aggression. We get as, oh, I forgot to do that. Let the rage out. Yeah. Let it out. Maybe you're the fucking Hulk. Maybe underneath it all, you're the fucking Hulk. Smoke it. Smoke that Hulk. You won't drop the dope thing, will you? Everything comes back to dope for you. Is it 420 again? No. And guess what? Um, it's fucking uh, 8 of 12. So it's not 420 anywhere. It would at least have to be on a 20 for your little saying if it's 420 somewhere, somewhere to work. It's 420 like over the middle no. of the Pacific Ocean. No, because the minutes stay the same. <laughs> no matter where you go. <laughs> you gotta let the rage out, Fez. I think you would feel good. Um... Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, I got this theory about Fez that he he maybe has replaced the intimacy that he might have with another person with the intimacy with his therapist. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's something there that maybe he's, you know, that's his comfort zone. That's where he goes and he talks like we would with our spouse. Yeah, except for I've known people who've done that. I have, like, a sister-in-law who's... Uh, but then this, she would always brag about her therapist. Well, you know, it would always be like, you know, they got on a first name basis. She thought it was really great. She'd be like, Connie said something interesting. <laughs> Who's Connie? Yeah. And I would always do the same thing. <laughs> I didn't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I would go, really? You still paying her? You mean the doctor, doctor, whatever? Yeah. <laughs> no, I call it Connie. <laughs> they started hanging out. Tell me that isn't That's fucking weird. That's unhealthy, I would think. Sure. Sure. It's all unhealthy in a weird way. We got to find out why Fez is anti-gay. Normally, if you decide that you're gay, and then you're anti-gay, you know, like you hate gays, it's because something happened to you, I think. Has, the, has anything you think has anything ever come out? Maybe that's he like, always says no. Oh yeah, that's... I never remember. I don't remember any episode happening. We had a molester in the family. Yeah, that um, look how touched, this is therapy. touched a couple of girls, but well, yeah. Any girls you know? Yes. Oh, write one down. Write them all down. These are the only ones I know of. That's plenty. Because you just got to get a piece of that dick, her ass. Maybe that'll make you... No, where did he touch? Her little vagina? It was like inappropriate kissing. Oh. Her vagina? Because this one probably was asking for it. I don't I know think that. so at that point. I know that. I know that for a fact. She wanted it. Yeah. Well, then it's not his fault. Um, this got written. Did Fez think that yesterday's football talk wasn't unmasked? 
a one-hour conversation about something that he supposedly loves, and he didn't talk at all. Um, I kind of noticed that, too. I thought that Fez was going to be into it a little more. I don't know direction. Um, Brad, Brad, you're on the you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, you're kind of touching on my point there. I mean, you've got a guy who lives in the darkness, secluded, has a secret, and then you've got Batman. And so here you have Batman coming out, and then Fez comes out, and so his hero has just now one-upped him, and I think he's jealous. He's gay, now his hero's gay. I think Fez likes that separation. Now he doesn't have any more, and that's why he doesn't like it. Maybe there is some of that. Maybe he just also hasn't come out of his anti-gay thing, and I don't think that that's, uh, you know, I think that could be expected, that the reason why when you thought you were gay, you immediately prayed that you weren't gay, mm -hmm. thought there was something wrong with being gay, and this is as an adult. You know oh, I mean? yeah. It's yeah. not like you were a little boy, had these feelings, and thought, oh, that was awful, you know, because I know when, uh, being like a little Catholic kid, they didn't even want you to run batches. They were like, if you run batches, that's yeah, bad. bad. Well, there's yeah, no yeah. fucking way around it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you fucking run up. your batch, then you fucking feel terrible. You're like, what did I do? Oh, my God. What I did I do up. to the Lord? Is Jesus mad? Come flood of my dick. Um, yeah, I really tried to stop that, too. As I, uh, After the whole way through. Even as an adult. Masturbating. Okay, I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, even because of your impure thoughts of gayness. Uh, well, as an adult, I thought you know the masturbation. I still thought masturbation was wrong, and was like really nervous if I had done it like before a plane trip. Like I what, was. What age are we talking about here? Oh, um, I would say thirties even. What? All yeah. Right, so in your thirties, you thought if you jacked, the plane would crash. Yeah. Now, that I was asking for it, that, that I was, like, taunting God. Now, the, here, God, was was really interesting. Now, here's the thing. He kind of grew up and came as a kid into a Shock Chuck radio show. So all we ever talked about was banging chicks and sex, fucking sex. jacking. I jacked to her, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we jacked, he jacked, you know, whatever. Yeah. He must have thought that all of us, his friends and co-workers... We're fucking sinners and awful Heathens. people. Yeah. And somehow he's the sh Brian, he's Jesus' bright, shining little star not, in the middle of this. Not Jack. And yet that he's with us. And you notice that our planes weren't fucking crashing. He, now he doesn't answer. Now when it gets past the, uh, I'll just, you know, but that any complexity to it, is when he goes back down again. Um, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on first. Matt, we got you, buddy. Hey, hey, Ryan, what's going on? Hey, uh, what, what does Fizzy do when he when he's in there talking about him? He just you see this thing come over his face where he just kind of goes away for a while. I mean, personally, I would find it unbearable. If somebody was going, well, what Ron does and what Ron thinks, I don't have... What Ron should do. Yeah, I don't even have the ability to fucking sit there and allow that to happen. I mean, did you put his 
head down and, and twiddle his No, thumbs. he actually, you, you can tell he's happy if he's the topic or if he gets to drop a truth bomb after, particularly if it's somewhat of a shocking piece of truth that, that that's a comfortable place. But even here, he's not, he doesn't make the eye contact or he'll make it, hold it, make it, hold it. So I don't exactly, I could not begin to tell you uh, what goes on in his head. And as a guy who's known him all these years, I also won't, this won't get brought up after the show. I won't get a call later. Hey, you know that thing that we're talking about on the air? It wasn't so much. You know, if anything, it'll just be regular. Same. Yeah. yeah like it didn't happen. So I, I could not begin. Now, I, as I've said before, I've offered a million times to go to the fucking therapist because maybe there should be, hey, here's the ground rules. This should be on air. This should be off air. But he brings a good amount of truth to the on air other than what he's actually hiding. But he certainly doesn't make stuff up. You know, he doesn't create. No, he, I'm the one who brings it up. He regurgitates things that actually happen. But, I mean, to create, would then he'd have a character. Which is the way he actually was when he started Fez. Fez was 100% of a character. And totally just created, right? Yeah. I mean, just... So, to go back into the Batman thing, right? He would figure it this way. Bruce Wayne created Batman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in his mind... Is he Bruce Wayne or is he Batman or does he separate the two? That's something that people sit around and discuss. That's the debate. Think it this way. Fez has decided he's Batman. All right, so he is his creation. Yeah. But now he's wearing his bat suit when he sits down and eats with his aunt or when he's going to the mall. And he's not solving crimes. He's just Batman living in Bruce Wayne's life. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. All right. Okay. Or maybe he's even sometimes going, uh, well, all the stuff that Batman did is offensive, so I'm going to dress up like Batman, but I'm just not going to act the way Batman acted before. Well, I think what the point was is DC Comics is saying, here's another reason for Batman's behavior, and that's what seems anti-gay. No, the point was more about you. We've left that thing way behind. Now we're trying to figure out what makes fucking Fez tick. Um, let's go over here to Tommy. Tommy, you're on the Run Fez show. Oops, let's try it again. Tommy. Yes, you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. All right, do you think that maybe when Fez was young and he was a lot more religious, that uh, now that he got older, it might have made him a self-hating uh, gay man? Uh, I'll um, I mean, there was a lot of self-hate there, yeah, and I mean, there was times in the church where it was like, I've, I've seen them, the church I grew up in, be like really cruel to a gay person. Right. So? So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, totally, because like, you know, Ron said, I used to pray to not be gay. Right. And pray every day about it. Well, what about now? No, I, I, 
this may sound nuts, but I like being gay. I, w I would never pray for that again. Well, why would you pray? Because you've also say that you're an atheist. Yeah. So why do you keep any of these superstitions if you're not keeping the faith? Are you a bad person for being gay? No. No, I'm a bad person for the other stuff that I do. And who's judging that? Well, that's just me. Why are you judging that? Because it's like I come to work and I freeze up and I don't talk. And that's, that's the part I don't like. I think coming out and the gay part is like the, so far, like the best part of me. It's the other things that I really can't stand. But you're not even acting on your gay stuff. You're no. not you're not tending to your gay stuff, are you? No. No. No, and I don't like that about me either. What if you just didn't judge yourself for a while? What if you just did stuff? Just do stuff. Maybe you need a sex therapist. I don't know if those exist. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. It's like being with a prostitute. It's nice. All right. Well, there's always Craigslist. Uh, all right. I won't go there, though. By the way, what do you think of the... Well, you sent this in, the ass being slapped in slow motion. I just like, you know, slow motion video. And I like the slow motion video. I don't think they did enough with it. They, I think the actual slapping of the ass was somewhat weak. I, I, but, you know, I think it's great fucking use of the technology. I thought they needed a less taut ass. I don't think... I don't know if it was all that taut. I just don't think that they rocked it enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think she had a nice round ass. I don't think it was a muscular ass. You know what I mean? Like no, overly muscular. That's a nice ass. But I, I don't... Th I think this guy did not know where the fucking zone was. I think it might have been a woman slapping it. That's really fucking... Expect it then. Hey, here it comes. Cause it's like a it looks like a woman. Yeah, that was a woman's hand. I didn't pay attention. I was so disappointed. It's a nice shock wave though. <laughs> but also, well, when do you hit an ass on the side like that? Probably doing that for the shot. But they probably they could have done a better job. I believe they're playing Lola because this woman who's getting her ass slapped's name is Lola. What do you think of the glitter? Did it work for you or no? I thought it wasn't going to work, but it works. Uh, I'm going to just say this. I could use less glitter and more ass slapping. I would have just gone with the glitter on the ass and saw what happened to that instead of putting glitter on the hand, too. <laughs> now, is this just a... Yeah, this is just a replay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you see the problem there, too, Fez? Is she came in at the side. Oh, I yeah. I think you would have seen a lot more bounce. Way up too with a little high. With a little better focus. This also should have had a pull on it today. All right, this got sent to me. Uh, Ron, are, do you get, are you comfortable or uncomfortable when you talk to Fez this way? Eventually, I get frustrated. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I'm the one doing the stuff and he's not. And then I get the therapy talk instead of just straight fucking talk. 
I'd rather that he was just involved. I, I don't know. Maybe he's so in deep with the fucking therapy and all that kind of shit. But you know, if he's still sitting around after years of being with this therapist, calling himself a bad person, fuck that. Just get out. Yeah, but how many times have we said to get out? It's been well over a year we said fire that fucking guy. Um, Nick, Nick, you're on my first. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, Ron and Hicks, what percentage of the time when you guys are talking to Fezzi like this do you think his answers are honest? Because it seems like, I know you've said it before, he's literally searching for exactly what he thinks you want him to say. So it's almost like even him coming out gay was more like, I think it'll show Ronnie that I'm committed to something rather than actually getting some weight off his chest. So, in other words, it was like I'll, I'll do it for the show, not so much my life. Yeah, there's exactly. the the fact that it didn't change anything in his life probably has a lot to do with that. Um, but also, it's the complexity of anything that once you get past the let me first just statement. repeat, yeah, the first statement that I've heard somewhere else. That's the problem with doing the work to fix something. I'm getting past the surface. Uh, Bob, you're on the Run Fest show. Three words. Intensive, inpatient therapy. I mean, this is just fucking crazy, Ron. Yeah. Well, you said you're going to do it, right, Fez? Yes. When can you sign in? Um, And for how long? Well, I guess I'll, you know, just need to wait till the next vacation, and then... We'll schedule it around. Just tell us when you can go in. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure I could go in any time. Do you want to go in Monday? Uh, no, I don't want to go in Monday. Why? I have company in town. Who's coming? My, my little nieces. They I'm very excited about that. That's great. They can visit you. Hey, folks. Because if you're going to do this, you got to go Monday. Or else this whole thing is just bullshit joke. It's just bullshit talk. Oh, no. And we'll come up with the next fucking excuse. Are you going in Monday? No, I, I'm not going in Monday. So this is all just bullshit talk. No, it's not bullshit talk, but just if I if, if it was fucking talking to a guy who's rehab, and you're going, all right, you're going in Monday, they always have a fucking excuse why they can't go. I've seen it. that Yeah. And that's a guy that doesn't want to go in. And we've never heard of anything about these nieces coming. You know? First I've heard. Yeah. I just don't believe it anymore. I believe it when I see it. Susie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Susie? Yeah. Hi, um, how are you guys? Uh, can I ask uh, Fezzi a question? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, has Ronnie ever been to one of your therapy appointments? No. And why not? Because I, I, I've always felt like I should just get better and not have to drag Ronnie down there. Oh, well... Why would it be uh, drag if I've offered to go? Well, here, here's the thing. Like, speaking as someone who is a counselor, like, it's good to know the client's friends. It's good to know their family. Like, I always want to see, like, the people around them to get a better idea of, you know, who the person is. Because you're with Ronnie, like, you know. 
pretty much more than you're with anybody else. Susie, I'm going to tell you, because whatever he tells his therapist is not going to be the thing that I tell his therapist. I'm going to tell his therapist Point. 25 point. things that his therapist has never heard before. And then they almost, uh, and I'll probably also say to his therapist, hey, I don't understand why you're not fucking doing this, which is going to make Fez uncomfortable, because I'm not always like the good boy, and I don't always follow the rules, and that's good. it's all going to feel uncomfortable to him. So this thing is about comfortable discomfort rather than fixing anything. That's when he goes... I'm going to go back in. Oh, how about Monday? No, I can't. And I, I have a lifetime helpful, of that. Though. Yeah. It would be helpful. Oh, yeah. I would go in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Come on, Fezzy. Um, here's our uh, old buddy Tom from Madison. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, buddies. Yeah. I, I, what, I'll tell you a couple things that's frustrating for, for long-time listeners, guys, is, is just you know, Fez doesn't do the work as far as movies, music, uh, literature. Take, take, you know, extrapolate that out for what it is. But his creativity was there before. Now it's gone as far as the bits. Now it's gone, and we're hoping for that to come back. But in the meantime, Fez, gosh, could you at least watch Goodfellas, watch some Tarantino, so when, when that comes up like it inevitably does, you can at least give us something. I mean, it's really frustrating. We don't know what's real, what's what to shoot, what, what the bit, you know, and we're, we're, we're out here praying that the guy comes back and it just ain't happening and, and we're going to hold on because that's what we do, but uh, we're pulling, but it's tough, brother. I mean, and you can, you can hear the frustration in you, Ronnie, and, and God, I'd be the same way. You're, you're, you're patient as a brother. I'm oh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, maybe it's just the exact opposite. Maybe it's just the exact opposite. You know, maybe I'm the worst fucking thing for him. I don't know. Well, uh, love right. you. Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry I'm disappointing everyone. But then don't. Just fucking... What, what he said is, when's the last time you created a new thing? Create something new. When's the last time you tried something new? Um... It's, uh, I can't remember. So then why would we fucking believe if you haven't even, you haven't even tried and failed at something? You know what I mean? You could say, Fez, these other fucking, you know, you wrote these new characters, uh, fucking tubed. Then you could at least say, I tried that thing, it tubed. No one even sees that. Not even for us, because I'm going to fucking keep doing my thing, I don't care. I think you're very happy where you are there. I think you, you're very fucking comfortable, which makes, you know, it's like a form of fucking happiness. Like, some people can be very fucking happy in their unhappiness. I know a lot of people like that. And I know even before, like, times where I felt depressed, I'm like, this kind of feels good. I'm lazy. I'm watching TV. I'm not thinking about anything. You know, like when a chick leaves you or something. You can fall into that self-righteous depression. Oh, Jesus, yes. Yeah, I haven't shaved since she left. It's so. bad to fucking... It's falling into that's fucking really bad. Though. I know. And particularly if it happens during winter. You know what I mean? Where you can just let a whole winter go by. <laughs> it's like an entire <laughs> fucking season. Where it's you're like, like five uh, months I don't later. know. I just went home, made a pot of chili, and slept on the couch. Drank a lot. Uh, <laughs> by myself. 
Damien, you're in my Hey, Fez, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, repeat after me. Ron, go fuck yourself. I will get better when I'm ready to get better. I'm not going to say that. Why not? I have no... That is not my sentiment at all. Yeah, but you, you disagree. You, you never disagree with anything he says. Everything he says, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah Ronnie, I'll do it. I'll do it, Ronnie. That, that's, I don't feel that way, so I'm not ever going to say that. What if that was the difference between you getting better and not better? I guess it's not going to make me feel better. Maybe not in the short term, but very few things do make you feel better right away that are good for you. But if it's if it's about being honest, that's not how I honestly feel at all. No one even said it was about being honest. It's about getting better. Um. I don't see anything wrong with that. That would break my heart to say something like that. That's uncomfortable. That's an uncomfortable thing for one man to say about another man. I'll just fucking say that. That makes me uncomfortable. Well, I don't want to do that either. But that's not a fuck. <laughs> that also makes me uncomfortable. This is too weird. <laughs> it's fucking too weird for me, dude. It's too fucking frustrating and weird. No fucking friend ever says about another friend, oh, he's never been an asshole. I know I'm great all the time. You're an asshole most of the time. So am I. So is everyone I've ever met. That hurts. You should hurt. You should fucking make major changes. Well, I think everything's going for You're me. an alcoholic, gambling addict, rageaholic. Oh, lots of rage. Fucking Belmont opens this weekend, so that's good. Right. Uh, Jay, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Um, I just want—I hate hearing says like this, man. This we were on the iBang last night talking about the draft. He was having a fucking ball. Yeah, I went in and read the uh, the chat this morning. I thought it was pleasant, but it wasn't the work of an entertainer. I think that Fez is a million times funnier than he attempted to be in that little chat last night. That he played the play-by-play -play guy and was saying the stuff that they say on TV. But Fez is a fucking panic. And then there was things that he actually even told me that he was going to do uh, last night that he never even attempted once with that chat. So, yeah, was it pleasant? Yes, he's a pleasant guy. Yes, he can repeat things. I couldn't believe that he didn't fucking call Jerry Barker for again saying the, it's not about X's and O's, it's about Tom's and Joe's. Oh, he <laughs> dropped that again? <laughs> again. And I'm like, nail him, Fez. Nothing. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Stock lines. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, Jason, you're on the run of show. Hey, you guys, you hear me? Yeah. Hey, um, 
remember the good old days when Fezzi used to be so creative and, like, the Pants Puppet or Earth 2? How about playing one of those sometime going into break so we uh, can remember what it was like when Fezzi was, you know, the great Fez? Those weren't even my ideas. Hmm. So maybe you never were creative. Maybe we're just nostalgic for a fez that never existed. Wow, that's it's weird. Fuck. If it's it true. is. My mind just got fucked. I, it got came inside of. Oh. And pull out of my mind before you just. <laughs> I'm going to give away the 3 o'clock right now. It's going to be the most famous ass on earth. Oh, shit. Hey, here's some good news. This is up on the iBank. Dylan, they got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Fuck yeah. Now, talk about a guy who's creative and has stayed creative every day of his life. Never stops. Never. He's 70. Still putting out albums. Do we have a, a, a better American artist, any kind? I mean, you could throw a novelist, painter. Directors. Whatever you want to do. Do we got anybody in the history of America better than Dylan? Mark Twain, maybe, as an author and a satirist, as they say. Doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> Great facial hair, though. Yeah, no one said he didn't. I don't know whether we've ever had anybody on that level of Dylan in any way. I see Orson Welles, but he kind of burnt out towards the end. Burnt out towards the beginning. I yeah, mean, that yeah. guy... It was really, came really fast. Yeah, uh, that fucker should have been hit by a train when he was 27. <laughs> We'd be bragging about him forever. Fuck. It's been so... For him to go so long, yeah, that's really almost impossible to be. Because it's impossible. So, yeah. All right, here's what... Um, Chad Dukes, I uh, wrote. Uh, Fez drives me insane. I would kill for the creative freedom that satellite provides. So frustrating. Well, Fez has always had the respect of his peers. By the way, Chad, listen to this. Cunny, cunny, cunt juice. Say what I get to do. It's a cunt party in here, <laughs> cock faces. See? Whatever we want. <laughs> Whatever we want. It's a 12 o'clock cunt. <laughs> Coming up every day at 12 o'clock, more cunts. I remember when we started, we were like, I don't think we should use the word cunt. I think that one should stay off. Let's keep it classy. And then we're like, well, the Brits have already. The Brits and women are comfortable with it. Shit, might as well jump in. Um, I do want to throw a shout out to Matt, who's listening to us now from the Middle East. Beautiful. Bought a pass off the internet. Oh, shit. Bought a day pass off the internet from a weird man in a hut. Now I'm listening live. Best evening I've ever spent in a third world country. That's good to fucking hear. That is good to hear. Uh, Frank, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey. Uh, a long time listener, love the show. Um, Fez, just one thing, you just gotta 
I'm no psychiatrist, but, I mean, it's one thing you just got to stop taking life so seriously. You know, just fuck around and enjoy yourself and, you know, don't take everything, you know, so serious. That's it. You certainly don't approach it all comedically anymore. Or happily, yeah. But forget happily. Forget whether you're happy or not. Most comics I know are raging fucking assholes, unhappy, and feel pricked. But they approach their job comedically. They come in and go, I'm going to fucking get a laugh. And I haven't done that. But it's up to you. That I haven't done that is not a comedic thing to say. It's an honest thing to say. It's not comedic. Comedic would be if you turned that somehow. If you found yourself in a corner and twisted your way out. That's what you have to do comedically. Um, here's Radio Shark. Hey, yeah, would Fez be comfortable in answering telephone calls? That way he can get used to uh, talking to people and it might become easier for him. You know, might get him out of that rut. What do you think? You want to switch that around, Fez? Uh, no. Why not? Uh, because I'm really bad with, like, going to what's probably the best call and stuff like that. It's... They're not as good as the interns. Oh, you mean screening the phone calls? Yeah. Oh, um, no, I, I don't. I don't want to do that because that that'll take me completely out of everything. Hmm. Steve, you're on the Ron Fest show. Ron, long time listener, love you guys to death. I simply say. Would you give Fez a break? I mean, you constantly are on him, constantly are on him. I, That's I don't know not how true. I don't know how he it's, takes it. It's, it's absolutely not true. I brought up the Batman thing. That was something that I said I wanted to talk about. And this, I mean, and this is the conversation we're having. Hey, so yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about the Batman issue. I'm talking about overall. I mean, I understand the roles. I understand where oh, we're at. I'm just oh, saying. I will. I will tell you this, Steve, and I know that I'm a fucking asshole. But there are hours and hours of every fucking show that he's left alone and can just watch. Hours and hours, more than I would. I put up with Chris Stanley doing. Uh, more than I would put up with any other member of the fucking team doing. So there are times that I think that you're exactly right. And I will leave Fez alone and not say a fucking word to him. And weeks go by, and he'll be quiet, and he's fine with it. I I understand that. I you don't fucking that. understand shit, or you would have taken that into your fucking head. You don't understand a fucking thing. Okay, Ron, you want to do the bully roll. The point is... Uh, I, so I, I, look, base. No, Fez, the, the, Fez the can I tell is, you something? If you fucking defend it yourself... Like, in the same way, it would be fucking fine. But now you're like, oh, I'll fucking team up with fucking Ron and do that. I don't fucking need it. I don't need somebody to fucking battle for me. I'm saying if Fez has any fucking topic that he wants to fucking take, he can. Any of it. I, I, I understand that. But I'm also saying if Fez obviously needs some help. But let's, let's get Fez out of the picture and get him the help so we can get back to Fez, the Fez we love, the talented Fez... The fans that is hilarious. And how and how is that supposed to happen, Steve? 
How are we doing? I mean, he's went to fucking therapy. I offered next week he could, he could fucking check in, and he won't do it. I, when the fuck does this happen? How are you this magical person that you can help him for a way that I can't? Because guess what? I'm open to fucking anything, and I've been open to anything. But you well, fucking... I'm not, I'm, I'm not the magical person, but I'm also not your enemy. First, you, first of all, you're not. it's way, not that you're fucking way, not my enemy or my fucking friend. I have no fucking, I have no fucking idea who you are. But yet you think that you fucking know something. No, no, what I know is what I hear. And I listen every day religiously. And I know that that's your position. You're either a big bad bully or you agree with me. There's no in between. I'm not, I'm simply Who would be the bully? You're the bully or I'm the bully? No, I'm saying you're. That's the way you are. You either. Yes, like but I'm also the same way with fucking Chris, down. and he fucking swings and moves and fucking gets his way out of it, and that becomes this hysterical, funny thing. It becomes how does he fucking stay on his fucking pins, and he does it. My fucking thing of uh, comedically, I've always found the other fucking side, no matter what I'm talking about. Or else then it would just be an interview, and Fez would be on for a half an hour, we'd find out how his fucking head works, and then we would put it on the fucking Ron Bennington interview site. I've done that with Fez a million times. But I've also done it enough with him to know, is he says he wants to make changes, and he doesn't. And yes, I will also fucking twist and turn and find my way out of things. That's what I fucking do. I just make an outrageous fucking statement and then figure out how can I either fucking back it up or turn it the fuck around. I.e. comedy. It's fun. Having fun. That's all. Having fun here. Good times. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, thanks, Ron. You know, listening back at some of the best of uh, when when Fez was really into the program was when Black Earl was around. I mean, he was back and forth, and then when he left, kind of dwindled down, and then when Dave left, holy shit, that's when he really took the chart for the worst. He just, he was non-existent. I mean, is that just me, or is that something in there? I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm certainly going to have more fucking interest in this than Fez does. I'm not going to. I'm just going to do my scene. And no one down the hall gives a fuck either. They fucking renewed us again, so what do I care? I don't give a fuck. I go off and have fun doing these other shows. Uh, Tim, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, I a million bucks, and I wanted to give a nice. shout out to Matt from everybody in America. I just wanted to cutty, cutty, cut juice. But uh, either. This is the best book in radio history, or it's a sad reality. Uh, either way, I still like to listen to it. But uh, I just want to suggest maybe we bring Skippy back, because whenever Skippy's on the show, says he talks for two and a half hours straight. Or maybe another coming out show. He talked for a week then. Yes, no, maybe. It's up to him. It's, I'm fine with anything. Um... Matt, you're on Run Fez. Look, Fez, 
you, you love wrestling. Why don't you take an hour out of every day or an hour, a few hours a week and just talk about wrestling on this show? I'm, Ron would let you do it. Go ahead. I'm ready to listen. Um, well, it's... The big thing right now is Brock Lesnar has come back and uh, is uh, challenging John Cena. The John Cena thing is all over the road, where we don't know whether he's supposed to be upset that Lesnar's here or not. So uh, that's that's uh, the next pay-per-view coming up. Um, See, I don't think anyone would enjoy this. These are certainly statements about wrestling. There's no doubt about that. These are statements. So we still haven't seen Lesnar in the ring, but um, he has come out. He they show the videos of him when he was just gigantic, but now he comes out. He's still wearing a shirt. It doesn't look like he has the build that he used to have when he was in WWE before. And I wonder how good a shape that he's in, because he got really sick while he was uh, part of MMA. I guess we'll have to find out when he takes that shirt off, huh? Well, uh, yeah. That's if it comes off this Sunday. There's a lot of guys. I Flair wrestled in a t-shirt for a long, long time. It almost looks like someone's wrestling and what they sleep in. The Rock wrestled in that shirt for a while. He was having breast reduction surgery. Uh, let's go over here to Kevin. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I don't understand why all these callers fucking want to fix Fez. Fez, you're doing a great job. The show is great. People need to get it through their heads. ONA too. If you don't like something that's going on in the show, change the fucking channel. Really it's, doesn't it's matter that much to us. Show. It really doesn't matter to us at all here. Uh, Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fez has uh, answers every question with a good, honest answer. Can you do a bit where he just answers everything with a lie or just makes something up? Try that. Like, say he did come back wearing, uh, not wearing a shirt, and he was in good shape. And he's playing with his nipples while his hammer's off. Well, that would be really going off. <laughs> um, all right, we got a break here. We'll be uh, back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, the Egyptian law about the after sex thing is apparently a lie, <sighs> it's apparently bullshit. I was so looking forward to that. Uh, and we have the most and least fashionable cities have been released. Come on. Story of New York's got to be number one, right? No, it's not. I'm pissed. We'll be right back. It's the Run Fed Show. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yo. My men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most the king, yo. Uh -huh. It's about a thing, uh, yo. Feel yo. real good with your hands in the air and lick some shots in the atmosphere. Yeah, 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 y
death The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man You act like you and him, make it from a little trim It began, how you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when, you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then, then you probably Talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian I must slam, sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gonna tell when the repercussions spent? Showing off your ass, cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend Let me break it down for you again You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin, baby girl Respect is just the minimum And you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head Women in Philly pen It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin Look at where you be in Hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails done by Koreans Come again Around a Fetish show. And girls, Chris Stanley is only about that thing. You better keep an eye on him. Uh, today on the iBang, uh, the filtered excellence this week. Some great, great stuff on there. Rufus Wainwright's new album. Uh, Earl tells me he believes that this will turn him into a pop star. I'm like I think the time has passed. You know what I mean? Like he has his fucking audience, right? Yeah, I he's mean. gonna have his audience of kind of urban hipsters and he's never going to get 14 year old girls <laughs> how about yesterday when um rob cross said to us that the new katie perry song is amazing <sighs> i then they started playing it and then i had to leave the fucking room it just sounded like a commercial it, it's i there's no difference between any of the fucking goddamn songs besides the people who are fucking Guest starring on the track, if there is a guest star. But we live in this society. If something sells, people are like, well, I guess it's good then. Fuck that shit. It's good. It's selling. It's number one. It's just, it's it's disposable fucking... In also up, Square Grouper, God, which is a pot doc about what dope used to be like uh, uh, when you were smuggling back in the 70s and 80s. Before it got really... Scary. It started getting scary in the eighties. For a while in the seventies, it was a very fun thing to be this involved. Guys in. having a good time. I think it's by the same guys who did Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Doc. Those guys love smuggling. Hell yeah, they love the art of smuggling. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg Almanbach is out. He was actually going to do a town square with us. Is that what it's called? Town, town hall. hall. Yeah, town hall. Uh, now he is not. No. Uh, and then also. Uh, art all night at Pittsburgh, 24 hours of art, performance, music, in an abandoned warehouse. Pittsburgh, finding themselves cool. as hipster central. It's fucking coming up in the hipster game, that's for damn sure. Yeah, move over Portland, Pittsburgh's moving in. Fuck off, Pittsburghia. So you need to always check out the Filtered Excellence uh, on the iBang, the Interobang. Uh, most fashionable cities... All right. Uh, right away, Irvine, California is number one. What? That's where the OC is. Oh. Uh, number two, New York City. Woo. Number three, 
Los Angeles, California, home of the doors. What's four on there? Miami. Miami, and then Dallas. Uh, then you go all the way down to the bottom, uh, and you've got uh, Buffalo. <laughs> Ladies' night, Buffalo. <laughs> Have they ever been the top of eight? <laughs> Super Bowl misses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, let me... Uh, and I always like to put it on the, I do the, is your city below or above Flushing? Because Flushing... Oh, shit! <laughs> How, wait, 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 hold on. How is Flushing, New York, above Brooklyn, New York? This is, what the fuck? Um, well, it, this, Not that I'm a judge of clothing or style, but... All right, so this is what we have to talk about when it comes to the fashion industry. Now, if you look at Manhattan... Uh, the OC, Dallas, Miami. Yes, there's rich ladies buying the brands. But are they set in a style? You know what I'm saying? No, they're... Are they making the styles happen? Or are they going, hey, I'm being told that this is the purse to buy, so I'll buy it. I'll give you this fucking clue right here. And maybe I'm way off here. But if you look at Madonna, yeah. the early crazy Madonna was to me, when she was broke dick, right? Yeah. And she was like wearing a bunch of bracelets, and I forget what that movie that she had out was, but... Oh, shit, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh... Who's that girl? That's was that it? it? Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, that's it. All right, to me, that little girl who had no fucking money and was just like trying to throw his shit together was more stylish than Prada Madonna, who had a bunch of fucking money, I was just buying shit and then wearing it. And same thing with like the punk movement or whatever, where they just spray paint their own fucking clothes. Yes. <laughs> now you're awesome. fucking set in fucking fashion. You don't follow fashion. That would be a joke. Yeah, they're just like, buying the most like the you know Gucci or whatever. And maybe this is these people like in Irvine, New York, Los Angeles. They're setting what the, the style should be in the bottom of the places. Like when they're wearing. Well, you're exactly right. Then everyone else in Pittsburgh and Columbus. But they're wearing fucking brands in the way that the brands were supposed to be mixed. When you take, let's say, a little hipster girl in Brooklyn, or a story, you're a fucking town. A-town. And she's running into these fucking used clothing places. She's mi- mixing and matching. And, yeah, trying to fucking figure it out. To me, that's having a fucking style. Yeah. That's the Olsen twins seem like they're somewhere in between because they they're big fashion moguls now, but still kind of have like a thrift store look. But I don't think it's ever caught on except maybe the giant glasses. Well, they sell their stuff like I don't even think that they they sell their stuff on the cheap. You know, it means like their stuff moves, and I don't even know if it's as big as it was years ago because I don't think that they are. Like, kids like them as much. But they're more like a Walmart, Target-type fucking group. Yeah, that's that's how they get their shit out there. They were moving that shit on the cheap. Like, hey, little girls, buy our stuff. Try to look like us. Come on, you like us, right? There's another story up on the iBang that's come out finally, and I've been waiting for this to happen. But is Apple so successful now that people are starting to yell Monopoly at them? Uh, this guy gives the reason because the iPhone way more successful than the Droid, um, and if they're saying Apple is able to really make the inroads in China and dominate China, 
They said, forget about it. It's fucking over. We'll, we'll live on Apple Planet. It feels like we already are. Uh, and even, like, I've heard just, like, when the iPad 2 came out, the, there was giant lines, right, at the front of the store. Mm-hmm. It was all Chinese immigrants who were given money to buy iPads to sell them back to China. Because China fucking loves Apple products. They're going for, like, double the price. And people I know have gone to China have bought iPads to bring over there to sell. They'll just go. Why don't we go store. to fucking China and just start fucking playing that game? We should start just moving fucking iPads. I mean, the fucking flight can't be that expensive. Let's go to Beijing. I'll tell you. Why don't we open up a place called iPads and Ecstasy? <laughs> well, we'll fucking sell them both. Fucking, that sounds like a good time. Now, to me, to be a monopoly, you've got to make it so other people can't even get in. So I don't know if I would call them a monopoly. Well, yeah, well, Google fucking has their Android phones, and they're across every platform, and there's multiple different phones. So the Android, Droid. 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 Scary sound when someone's shit yeah, I don't off. like that sound. <laughs> so what is better to you, Droid or iPhone? I, I guess I like the Droids better, because I'm more of a Google. I've never been that big an Apple guy. Right. I'm more of a PC. I've always, I've, I've always had PC computers, because they're cheaper. Because fucking an Apple computer is fucking like two grand. Right. They're basic shit, and you can't fix it. So you don't see Apple as a fucking monopoly because I, I, you're able to go get other products. I still see Apple as a computer company, which is probably stupid. But I mean, even though because they've really made their, they've really blown up with the iPod and the fucking iPhone. Yeah, they're kind of a telephone company now, aren't they? Yeah, they've sta- they're standardizing the fucking uh, they've standardized the fucking MP3 player, and then they standardized the the phone, or it's it's going towards that. But Google has enough money to actually fight them for a long time. I would say. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Google is calling a monopoly. Because then they get to call the same fucking thing. Yeah, I know. They're worried about that fucking word, too. They're branching off into anything. They don't care. Although, it's really funny to see them fucking tubing more now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that whole Google Plus or whatever it was. That didn't turn into shit. It's fucking MySpace. Not even as good as MySpace. Mike, in Chicago, you're on Running Fest. Hey, guys. Um, You know, the other thing about the uh, Droid platform is finally releasing their own tablet coming up pretty soon so they're going to be able to compete with uh, Apple on a, on a global scale I believe well it's weird because Apple is focused more on the hardware whereas Google just tried to create the Android operating system which could be used on with Samsung or Motorola or whatever or whatever different hardware people could just buy like buy the fucking software and say alright now this is an Android phone as opposed to just making shit outright right well now they're making just like they made their own phone they made the Nexus Yeah. now they're making their own tab too who knows? Um, let's go over here to Adam in Connecticut. You're on Fez. One thing I've noticed about Apple is that they are very specific about having apps and different software stuff that's only for Apple. Exclusive shit. Like, so they have exclusive deals with people where they can only make an app for an Apple product. You can't have one for a Droid product. You know, the funny thing is that's what almost put them out of business back in the 80s. That, you know, like, if you bought an Apple computer, you couldn't use any of the great, cheap stuff that Microsoft was making. No, you couldn't fucking have, like, a word processing fucking program. Yeah, but you never notice this? You never hear the word Microsoft like you still... Microsoft oh, used to come no. up all the time. It's just Bill Gates is a philanthropist. That's yeah, that's it. all he does. He's giving his shit away. The, oh, well, Bing... Well, you know, they didn't really associate with Microsoft. Just Bing was just a new fucking web browser. And did that ever really get strong? Why, you're not Binging all the time? <laughs> I don't ever, yeah. Who I, uses Bing? It's fucking crazy. I know they ran those commercials for a while. 
Yeah, that was weird. And you hear shit about them. No, no one fucking uses. But they they'll they'll like sponsor random shit, and that's the only reason I'll ever fucking hear about it. I'll never actually go use Bing. They fucking use Google. I never remember, and maybe I'm just fucking naive here, but a company that people loved in the same way. Like I guess you, that people love Apple. Like I know a lot of black people love Nike, and they will line up and sleep outside when the new, new fucking come out. Yeah. But you never saw white people uh, joining in that mess. But then, like, white people get really weird when there's a new Apple product coming out. Oh, people fucking lose their shit. When the, when the iPad was first coming out, that first iPad, there were just lines everywhere. And now, here's lines. the problem, though. Without Steve Jobs, is that going to fucking happen? So far, so good. It's it, Yeah, we can't tell yet, because... Everything like he's already planned out. He already planned out a bunch of shit before he died. Was like, that he, right? Yeah, he laid out like I think like a ten-year plan of fucking products that should go on after he's dead. So I think maybe three or four years from now we'll really know what the hell's going on with Apple. Someone told me that his head's frozen and they're ready to bring him back. Him and Tupac are going out on tour as holograms. They want to do it with Left Eye now too. <laughs> I go see it. Come on, no scrubs. Scrub is a scrub, a scrub, scrub, scrub. That was some fucking shitty stuff. Hey, waterfalls, though. Um, Scott, Tennessee, you're on my face. Hey, uh, Pepper. Yes. Bing is incredible for searching for topless beach videos, hands down. Best site. Okay. Let me check it out. All right, by the way, Blue Blocker Matt, uh, your best friend in the whole world. Should he be calling? Uh, he says that they put old-ass tablets in iPod boxes here and sell them at the <laughs> bazaar. It's pretty funny. That's I like hysterical. the fact that he's blue blocker Matt. Right, I, like I don't that. know how he sees because you scratch your glasses up so bad. You can get enough through there. Nice washed out fucking... What do you do, run a razor of your fucking blue blockers? I probably need like a sort of like a sunglass case. Blue blocker doesn't provide that. So then what do you do? Drag them along the sidewalk instead? I don't have a case, so I'll just drag it here. I guess I, I probably keep it in the same pocket as my keys. I'm not good with my possessions. Sean, you're on my fez. Hey, boy. Uh, back in the mid to late 90s, Gateway was everywhere. And now I can't remember the last time I seen somebody using a Gateway computer. Yeah, they'll be back. Trust me. They will be back. Dude, I got a Gateway. Uh, up on the iBank today, there's a six-year-old autistic kid playing fucking piano. I'll tell you, I don't know why anybody would be upset if they had an autistic kid. It's well, just like having a fucking player piano in your house. <laughs> They're usually good at one thing. What would you want your autistic kid to be able to do? Draw? Oh, math, Instrument? Math, maybe. Well, why? What What kind of fun are you going to get out of his math skills? I don't know. I feel fucking proud. Like, yeah, this kid's a mathematician. He's doing shit for fucking Yeah, but science. they're not creative. He's just repeating. You know, it's not, not like an autistic kid can have a breakthrough. He just fucking knows how to do shit without a fucking oh, adding shit. machine. Oh, yeah, that's just like a he's polish like, He's a calculator brain. <laughs> but you never hear of like a fucking kid having a breakthrough. Fuck. That has but to be the uh, instrument then. Like on, the, on the 10 fuck-ups of the week, there's Matt Geiger again. Oh, God, that fucking ball was so caught before he got involved. It wasn't even really going to go into the stands. It was going to hit the fucking barricade. I've decided today that my frustration level's through the fucking roof. 
that I could take a fucking gun, okay, put it under my fucking chin, pull the trigger, and blow the front of my face off. I will pull that gun away before you pull the trigger. You'll never have a chance. I'll slide my fucking finger below the trigger. First of all, you don't fire. jump up because you don't want to fucking spill your beer. <laughs> don't let people know I'm drinking a beer during the show. No. See I'll how he rolls with it? It's like a, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, sorry. What's with you in the hoodies now? Is it just the fucking thing that you're trying to be that fucking kid? Trying to be Skittles? Line. This one's for Skittles. Solidarity. <laughs> I know the feeling in my private community when I'm walking around trying to get some fucking candy. How you doing with your fucking candy from Candyman? I've eaten a lot of fast breaks. I'll tell you that much. What else we got up there? There's some Reese's eggs. A lot of Reese's Cups Easter type candy. I like Reese's Cups. They never come down here. Bring them down. But you freeze them or are they hot? They're hot. I like to have a frozen fucking Reese's Cup. Perlman, if they're not frozen, they taste like fucking shit to me. Perlman, throw some Reese's Cups into the freezer so we're not going to have some by the end of the show. Why is that your fucking hands bananas that you love? I don't let him leave that room now. <laughs> After that blow up. Is uh, Earl coming by today? He said he's going to roll by. Let's, right, oh, you know what? He told me he was going to call in today is Paul O. Okay. He's seen some movies. All right, cool. Uh, he's seen uh, Avengers. All right. I'm going to see every popcorn movie this year. Every fucking one of them. It's popcorny. Mm. Listen to this. Thanks a lot. This is what my whole summer sounds like to me. It's popping. I heard Ber Bernie, the Jack Black film, is getting uh, lots of fucking heat. Positive. Remix. It's like Skrillex is here. Skrillex. <laughs> uh, Zach, in New Mexico, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, uh, I just wanted to talk about autism and the spectrum of autism. There's a, quite a variety of different levels of autism. I'm autistic myself. I was diagnosed. <laughs> I was diagnosed with a pervasive developmental disorder, which is on the autistic spectrum. It's a light form of autism. Yeah. So what do you do about it? I've, what do you do? Uh, Try to keep uh, two things in each hand? Same time, always got to have the same thing going on? I've just uh, learned how to uh, deal with sort of like the nervous tendencies that I have. Um, it affects me mostly uh, on a social level. Like I was very introverted and uh, just caught up in my own world. And it's, uh, I've had to learn how to be more extroverted and social and talk to people. So what do you do? Look down more? Look at your shoes? How are you uh, around chicks? Sometimes, uh, like at parties and stuff, I sound like a couple of drinks will loosen me up and get me... Uh, Alcohol comes, yeah, cures everything. Yeah. It yeah. cures everything. Makes you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever um, try any weed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Acid? Uh, not acid. Good. Uh, Coke? Mushroom. 
I'm going to try. Why don't you put a fucking football helmet on and start slamming your head against the wall? That would probably make you feel better. Unless <laughs> yeah. um, you get your way. I'm saying if you don't get your way. Yeah. There's uh, also uh, one particular woman. I can't remember her name right now. There were also, uh, they think that like uh, Leonardo da Vinci and Thomas Jefferson might have had Asperger's syndrome. Yeah, I know. They tried to tell you stuff like that to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> but they didn't, dude. They were fucking normal people. You're just not one of them. But you can do things that we can't. Like you can, you can count how many toothpicks are on the fucking ground. That'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people can do that. Uh, and there's some people, um, like they've taken, I don't remember his name, there's a guy, they took him on like a helicopter ride of a city, mm -hmm. and then let him like sit down, and like from memory he could just like draw every single individual building. So what is your talent, Zach? Your mom drives you to the mall? What's your talent? Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm a good writer. I, uh, I write speeches and essays and stuff. Um, two years ago, I what ran... What about giant writing. robots and shit? What do you write about? Unicorns? Uh, politics, mostly. Current oh. events. Philosophy. Right. Like a cyclops. Right? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, Is it Game of Thrones fan fiction? Uh, two years ago, I ran for a sheriff as a writing candidate in my uh, county in Doniana, New Mexico. Mm. You and, know not uh, to touch a kid, right, Zach? What? You know not to touch a little kid, right? Uh, yeah. All right, don't have to worry about you. All right. See you later, man. All right, thanks. Goodbye, Love Sheriff. You. Bye, Sheriff. You're Bye, the sheriff Daddy. now, Love Zach. You. Here's your gun. You're the you're the sheriff. Everyone's proud of you. You're gonna arrest people. <laughs> you are. You make things illegal. <laughs> no bad guys around when you're here. Call us back later. Fez is gonna talk about wrestling. Some of the guys wear their shirts, and some of the guys don't wear shirts. <laughs> They're bad guys. You gotta take care of them for us. He got help from the bad manager. Slick. Guess we're not doing mixes. Uh, that movie that you mentioned, Bernie. Yeah. That's up on the filtered excellence yeah, today. Saw that. You think it's going to be that good? Oh, I just read a really good review of it in the New York Post. Who was it that ripped Jack Black? They said Gawker. What did they say? Jack Black has OD'd on himself yeah, or something really mean. Yeah. Gawker's gotten very cruel. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They just they just attack and just drill. Now I you know, I'm not saying that Jack Black hasn't made any bad movies. He has, but he still makes me laugh. He's, he's I watched the beginning good. of that movie Envy the other night that was a real flop mm -hmm. and the fucking scene where his kid like he's videotaping his kid playing T ball and the kid starts going going crazy and throwing yeah. the bat and stuff, he's going Alright Okay, alright. All right, we'll get him next time. Like, just like the attentive yet still bad dad was so fucking funny to me. Like, a lot of people think if you just show up, you're a good dad. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, you have to, like, interact and... I think most dads would be better off not showing up. <laughs> just got a report later on. Yeah, Grierson and Likes, they're movie reviewers.
Really? They just ripped him, huh? Yeah, they gave him a beating. A long beating, too. Jesus. Yeah, it goes on. <laughs> it goes on for pages. Uh, Dave Letterman treated Rob Lowe like the liar that he fucking is. Good. Rob Lowe went on there and talked about the tweet that he put out, made up a bullshit lie story about how some doctor told him instead of fucking Robert Ursay. Fuck shit. Rob Lowe, what are you doing? He's got a fucking pretty girl face. <sighs> fucking Dave said, should have said to him, you know something, I look at you, Rob, and you got the kind of face I could accidentally put my dick into. <laughs> You're so girl pretty, I could make a fucking mistake and put my dick in your mouth. You gonna suck my dick later, Rob Lowe? Why are you, what kind of person's friends with the Ursays? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what are the two of you, jacking off on Kerouac's fucking magical scroll of On the Road that Ursay bought? Huh? I fucking hate that. I, I wish I was the, like the fucking Joker and I could just go in and steal that thing from him. <laughs> you gotta get a crew together. When is a scroll not a scroll, or say? When uh, I have taken it. Oh, give me my scroll back. <laughs> I need that for my possessions. It's not writing. It's not typing. It's thievery. Give that back. I'm gonna call the sheriff. Riddle me this. Okay. What's pretty and and good enough to put your dick into? Your friend Rob Lowe's face. <laughs> oh, no, not Rob. I have to call him. Make sure no one fucks his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Ron and Faye show. Well, you know what? The way that you say that. Make, but if you were in prison, Rob Lowe, you go for <sighs> Sure, why not? Just give me him. Maybe we should do an eye bag thing of... It might be a little blunt, but guys, we'd fuck in prison and just leave it out there. The most fuckable prison <laughs> inmates of all time. All right, who put Steve Buscemi on this? <laughs> I love his work. I mean, if there was, I mean, come on, the guy seems interesting, and I'm, I'm not maybe still going for looks. Just to get close to him. Oh, look who's waking up. Oh, look shit. who slumbers when we're doing the mouth fuck dog. Fuck time. You know what, though? The thing is, even in prison, maybe you'd like to be a little, you know, better looking than the other person. Because would you rather go, hey, how did he get Rob Lowe? Mm. Or well, why is he settled for Steve Buscemi? Maybe because looks aren't everything, okay, fellow inmate? Look, we have, <laughs> look, we have you to... You would call other <laughs> Yeah, fellow inmate. <laughs> Now look, get that video camera. We're gonna fucking. I got uh, this horde of fucking Doritos. We gotta make a video. Look at us, dog. <laughs> Come on. We cool ranch and smoking weed. Yeah, here's Rob Lowe blowing me. Yeah, yeah. You like that shit? Suck it, Lowe. All right. Now you really got. You're too good at that. <laughs> we are looking into how they smuggled Rob Lowe into prison. Um. You would, I mean, I wonder, in fucking prison, if you fucking uh, found yourself with, like, a Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> would, would the other guys be fucking teasing you? Yeah, of course. And you're like, hey, we're all fucking other dudes, so let's not start mocking each other. Yeah, but you look at him, dude. Come on. Yeah, but he's also very talented. He's a director, a writer, an actor. How do you even get home? He was in Cuckoo's Nest, motherfucker! Yeah, we get it, but that was years ago. I mean, look, there's some young twinks over there. What, go home, why don't you go home and fuck Soda Pop? 
God, that would be so embarrassing. You just hear people, hey, did you hear he's fucking Danny DeVito? I didn't think anyone would fuck him. Oh, yeah, he does. That fucking nine does. God, what's wrong with him? That, no, actually, you know who feels bad that we're even saying this? Hmm. Rhea Perlman is just like, oh. you know, I'm trying to fucking drive to work and fucking turn on the satellite. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this. <laughs> um, Michelle, you're on my fez. Hey, bud. So, I have an autistic son. He's uh, five, almost five and a half. And, you Lucky. know, it pisses me off because he doesn't have any kind of special thing. And it costs a lot of money to get him to try to stop spinning and learn how to talk. And so the one thing he does good is he has a very good memory. I figure if I could teach him to count cards, we could hit the tables in Vegas. How good is his memory, though? Oh, crazy good. Scary good. He's memorized all the countries of the world he's working on africa and he'll say things like mommy where does the republic of tonga go uh, on the map and i'm like i have no fucking idea kid. Yeah, you, you just <laughs> give him a map and you'll out memorize this <laughs> it's ridiculous there's an ipad app called stack the countries yeah and he's memorized the shapes and the colors and it's falling down on the screen and he's like oh madagascar oh that's papua new guinea last night before madagascar is easy he tells me there's four guineas, and I'm Italian, so I find that fucking offensive. Let me tell you, I think that you're so lucky. I would love to have an auto uh, autistic kid, because then you never have to hug him. Yeah. And that's so nice. You know what I mean? Just like, you don't have to sit there and do that uncomfortable fake hug thing. Yeah, you don't have to worry about putting makeup on, because they're never looking at you anyway. You know, it's not like they're going to tell their friends, my mom's ugly. They're not looking at you anyway. When you told that guy to put on a rubber helmet, bang that <laughs> 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 I had to pull over. Okay, but my last thing is, you know what I think is that happened to Fezzi? I think Fezzi lost it when he broke up with his Canadian fiance. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's ever been the same since then. Yeah, that's when he used to make up shit for us. If we could get them back together, I bet he'd be fine. That was my autistic fantasy. I had the two of us living together in a snow globe. <laughs> thanks for, Take care, guys. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Anyway, we got this great autistic kid. He's playing piano, man. And then what's great about it, too, is like there's some guy trying to accompany him, and he keeps yelling at him, like, what to do. I don't know what it is about this kid, but I like him so much better than, than like a non-autistic kid. fucking schlump that he's forced to play with. I got news for you. If the kid could play Billy Joel, you could fucking teach him to sing Jerry Lee Lewis, and then you'd have something. And then bam, you fucking bring him around. Listen when he sings. 
It's like listening to Jerry Barker fucking giving you. Growing up. Growing up. When they said sit down, I stood up. Listen, he's fucking just yelling. skill too he's got enough skill he has to keep yelling at this fucking big brother that they rent it for him to come in and play with him who's worried more about trimming his fucking beard than he is about putting the song out there had a family of autistic kids <laughs> that were just playing all different instruments for me. You take that shit on tour, make some bank. No, I treat my house like it was Rick's Cafe. I just have them playing around the fucking... <laughs> Welcome to the Rainbow Room. later uh, there's some fucking hack bit that's up out of Germany uh, that they invented a guillotine and they'll say they're going to kill a lamb unless enough people uh, write in to say save the lamb <sighs> this has been done before yeah many times 
Many, many times it's been done before. SNL did a hacky fucking bit back in the No Lord Michaels days. Uh, but before that, it was done uh, when na on, uh, National Lampoon had Michael Adonio and those kind of guys writing for it. It's fucking Germans. Yeah, they are. They used to do this with people, the fucking pricks. And there was no amount of phones that could help. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking... What the hell that lamb ever do, you pricks? The lamb lies down on Broadway, motherfucker. Dan, you're on the run of face show. That kid was amazing. We had a girl in our high school. She couldn't play piano, but she could bite her hand and scream like she had just been kneecapped. Uh, mm. But uh, I want to tell Pepper, if I had Rob Lowe as my cellmate, I would fuck him until I come shit. All right, enough for the coming shit. That was a mistake. That was Jibby. That was make on, made on the show yesterday. And some of us thought that we come shit eventually. We get very, very confused. Dirty, shitty, cum. What would you pick as your favorite thing in all of uh, Filtered Excellence today? I really want to watch the Jason Becker uh, doc. Why don't you? I am. I am. I'm going to watch it this weekend. And Square Grouper. Guess who I uh, lined it up for last night? Who's that? Eddie Trunk. Oh, shit. Yeah. Trunk Man. Got himself a taste. Yeah. Basically well, that's it. right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that exactly. metal scene is right in his wheelhouse, so he should love it. But then again, you never know with Eddie. He might turn like that, because mm. he's the fucking man who runs Metal Town. All right, now, you know how we do the 3 o'clock snack every day where you get to see the chicks? Yeah. Today, I want to move it up, because it's most famous ass in the world. Okay. I want to move it up to two so we could discuss it a little bit. That because we good. tend, like the tight t-shirts, we tend not even to discuss them. Yeah, because it's at three where right the show ends, and then there's all new shit when we come back. If you had your own way, what's more important to you? Tight t-shirt, famous ass? <sighs> famous ass, I would think. Really? You're an ass man? Sure. Handsome Johnny. Tight t-shirt, hands down. You're a tit man? Absolutely. Send me in the two... Uh, the fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum, the fucking cool new interns that we have. Get them in here. I don't know what, what are they upstairs. Perlman's putting the, uh, the Reese's pieces Reese's in the fridge. How long does that fucking take? It's complicated. Timing. But he's out of my orders. Does he get a scream fucking... No, because I ordered him to do that. I did not order him. Yesterday he did a fucking scream down. <laughs> Bit of a meltdown. Hands. Hands? Hands? We don't know about much, but I know yesterday it was an ugly day. Yes. And I'll just give you a warning. Chris says he's going to get even with you for turning everybody against him. I really didn't appreciate that. What's he going to do? Apparently hurt you in some way. Either physically, physically, mental. Oh. Maybe mentally, maybe spiritually. Emotionally. I don't know. I hope you want to What's your that? ethnic background, Hans? Uh Puerto Rican. And? Um, just Puerto Rican. Because you have no, like, Puerto Rican way about you. Yeah, I grew up mostly in the States. Mm. <laughs> so how quickly? How quickly people can get suburbanized? All right. Uh, would you be more interested in tight t-shirt or world's most famous ass? 
just off that. Mm. You don't know nothing about if I just stopped you on the street and said you're going to go through one of these doors, tight T-shirts or world's most famous ass. Uh, I want to say world's most famous ass. You're an ass man. I am. The hands got to get his hands on some ass. Now it'll really be up. Uh, to Dan Perlman to see whether 75% of men would pick ass over tits or is it just split 50-50? I think most of them will probably take tight t-shirt. I don't know. Yeah, you think that more people are tit guys? You just happen to be an ass guy? Yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know. I think like when I talk to people, they always... I guess because you see tits you know, more often than you see ass. Mm-hmm. So. Although, in a city like this, you can fall an ass forever. You know what I mean? You can end up walking 20 blocks after a great ass. At any given time, it could happen. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's fucking coming at you. Now, do you, when you see a great ass, does it become important to you? Like, I need to catch up to her and bypass so I see what the mug looks like? <laughs> no, just I'll take what I can get. You just let it go with that? Yeah. It's like, all right, I don't want to... That's all right. I'm not going to ruin it. Now, Hans, this is my most famous ass story that I have. In this town, from a block away, I recognize completely from behind Roseanne Arquette, completely <laughs> by her ass and hair, and made sure I walked along at a good enough pace that I could see her uh, at the intersection. That's awesome. Yeah. And the sad thing is I never told her. I should have said, look, your ass is so spectacular, I knew it was you. From recognizing your ass. I mean, I think that it's harder to have a great ass versus, you know, great tits. So that's An ass I... is, is harder to find. Exactly. These guys love their mic time. Love being on. Dan Perlman, it's up to you. You don't know how the other guys have voted. There's two doors. You get to enter either one. Okay. Either tight t-shirts or world's most famous ass. These are the two pieces that will be up on the iBank today. And I'm curious about which one you will go into. The ass is bare? You don't know anything about it other than what I've told you. That's it. The tension. Yeah. I've never... I guess. <laughs> let, him, let him hold it. I love the tension. I love the nose jets. You it's... want them to go fast. I want them to be Right. I guess the t-shirts. Wow! wow. So That's shit. I knew you'd choose t-shirts. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Most so people here we are, 50-50. <laughs> but aren't, we're 50-50 across here, right? You two ass guys. Yeah, I said ass. And two tit guys. Although, we did not know how he was going. We did not know how Dan was going to go in this. Well, I didn't either. It wasn't a no-brainer. Yeah, you had to battle it. <laughs> right. So you've, had, you've picked women based on both before. Sure. Well, in, in 35 minutes, we will take a look at the world's most famous ass. Um, this has come up before that you can do this. And actually, my friend Mike from Molly's uh, has made up this phrase, and you get this very much in New York, card called the Far Away Fox, where you're walking down the street, you see a girl coming at you, and you're like, Unbelievable. But as you get closer, no. You should have kept it further away. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why it's, it's good to just, just get catch what you can w just while on the streets. Just leave it there. <laughs> you have that moment in your life, yeah. and boom. 
because luckily here in New York, something else will come along. Mm. I mean, there's yeah, just a ridiculous amount of people in this town. Uh, Champ, Louisiana, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, guys, how you doing? I just want to say that the method is flawed. I think anybody would say world's most famous ass because you say world's most famous. I might go see the world's most famous dick just to see it over this tight t-shirt. All right, um, so, all right, you're making a point there uh, that... I mean, I'm not a dick or anything. Like, no, but it seems like that you are. Um, <laughs> do you... Uh, now, you're from a non-urban area. Are you familiar with the faraway fox, where a woman looks great from far away? I'm so far out of the belief that the faraway fox is an actual fox. See, that is... That is spooky. You know, you live, you live in some of those fucking places that there's no new talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's, like, some schools, when the new girl comes in, she's going to get dated because some of these guys, they haven't seen another new girl in 11 years. So, shit, this is something that'll blow their minds. Yeah. Something just different. Uh, Tyler, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, isn't there something in between, like, uh, Belly button? guy who also likes tits just as much and you look for some happy medium? So where would your happy medium be? You need you need a good set of both. I mean, you're going to have to have a nice round ass, but also you know can't have completely flat chest and and be satisfied. All right, uh, I understand what you're saying, but at some point you're still going to have to make a choice, even if it's a Sophie's choice. I would think that the only way you get kind of that in a picture is kind of a side tit shot and top of a, of a ass clef. Um, let's move over here to Blake. Blake, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Hey, Ron. I just want to ask you if you've seen the infomercial for the Brazilian butt workout. It's basically a infomercial of ass. Is that the elephant uh, girl, whatever they call it, watermelon ass girl? No, I don't think so. It's some Brazilian guy showing girls what exercises to do to get their ass round and lifted. And by the way, Fez, love you, buddy. Love you, too. Thank you. Ugh. You want his number? We can get it. You want Blake's number? Yeah, it sounded nice. Do it up. All right, Blake, leave your number. You're about to get fucking plowed. Just torn the fuck up. Dan, you're on the run of fish show. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, another name for that when you see a hot chick from a long distance, but the closer she gets, the uglier she gets. You call it uh, good from far, but far from good. Oh, that's an interesting... They could go under Faraway Fox. The Faraway Fox, good from afar, but afar from good. All right. Uh, Dan in New York wants to give us opinion. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so uh, the Faraway Fox is a better name, first of all. Um, but uh, so the reason is that at um, different ranges, uh, at different types of information, they call them spatial frequencies, are uh, conveyed to the eyes. And if you want a really cool demonstration of this and why some people look good from far away and some people look good from up close, but not always both, you can look at, um, it's an illusion, and you can look it up. It's called uh, Dr. Angry and Mr. Smile. And if you squint your eyes, uh, one of them looks angry and the other one looks uh, n neutral. And then when you open your eyes, uh, they reverse. And that's the demonstration of this. All right. I... I'm saying it the same way, though. 
Hmm. I don't know. I'm not picking up on it. Are you, Chris? No. Hmm. No, it's, they see they look the way they're supposed to look. Or by the way, I think that none of that has to do with a faraway fox. <laughs> this guy. And just... I'm also curious about Fez's thing. When someone says "I love you, Fez," right? Yeah. And then he says, "I love you too." At least they have some knowledge of him, so they're saying, "I love what you do." But Fez's thing of "Love you too" was, "I just love you." Because you love me. And I've always seen that in entertainers. When they go, we love you, Seattle. Why? Because we showed up and paid for this gig? That's right, baby. This is a sellout. I have the greatest fans in the world. Well, I bet you'd sell them all out for a bigger group. <laughs> Some of us are Nazis. <laughs> so? You like me. You paid, right? Yeah. You buy my products. You're very important to me. You buy my hardware. You buy my software. Perfect. Now, Fez, what did you mean to that gentleman when you said, I love you, too? I just want... I thought it was polite to return the love. So, it wasn't love. It was politeness. Yeah, I thought it was the polite thing to do. Like, like if he said, I love you, Fez, and I said, well, I like you. But how I like would... your call. That sounds... But, but you would not know that person. Like, you have a one-sided relationship with that person. He knows you, and he's saying, what you do, I have love for. You're only saying to him, I love that you love me. Yeah. That's what I love about you, your love for me. That's the best part of your personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we get the Jeff Goldblum up today. I've been waiting for it forever. I finally was in a screaming match with the editor of the Interrobang last night when I said, and I quote, This shit don't flush. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, look who's here, black girl. Send them in. It's Black Earl Douglas. Black girl. Black girl. Staff photographer. Earl, how you doing, buddy? Uh, what brings you back today? Um, I was <laughs> apparently uh, the the hands been ends. Oh, that was yeah, that was a nightmare. <laughs> Photos. Those did. pictures just didn't work. Do you want to reshoot them? Sure, let's go for it. Earl, it's good to see you. What are you into this week? What is your filtered excellence? What is something that you believe this is, out of everything this week, what would you choose? You see what the filtered excellence page looks like. What is the one, if you could only do one of these things or have one of these things, what would it be? Uh, off the top of my head, I would go the new Rufus Wainwright. Now, you claim that Rufus could become a pop star now. Yeah. And I will say this to you. And, and I'm saying this to somebody who loves Rufus. Not in the way that Fez loves, because Rufus loves me. He doesn't know me. I have focused on Rufus over the years, though. And as great as I think he is, I think his chance to be a pop star has passed him by. Um, I, I, think, I think he's going to be Leonard Cohen, not Elton John. I, I, I think he's, the window is closing. I think he. this is the last shot to jump through that window. You think he's still young enough that the kids will like him? Because you have to have the kids to like you. Yeah. To be a pop star. 
And I, and I think the, uh, the he added an X factor here with the, which is Mark Ronson, who the great Mark Ronson, you can say that <laughs> who <laughs> who can turn who, he's turned careers around. Tell people uh, all that he's done. He has worked with Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has worked with Lily Allen. He has worked with uh, oh god, I can't name it off the top of my head. Um, but the two big ones are Lily Allen and Mark Ronson. By the way, Earl, I was in this. Uh, well, um, Amy Winehouse, I'm sorry. because yeah, he is Mark Ronson. And I guess he has worked with himself. I was in this conversation with Chris today. We couldn't think of an American artist who was greater in any field than Bob Dylan, since he's getting that presidential award. Yeah, he, he's pretty up there. Who did you bring up? You had Mark, a pretty, Mark Twain. I Mark Twain up. was a pretty good name, but still. And Orson Welles. <laughs> I think Orson Bean of Orson Welles. <laughs> Dylan's up there. Uh, what about like a Smokey Robinson? It's a great name. You know, executive, producer. Well, all zone. great, but would you really say bigger than or better than? What? Dylan called him, at one point he called him the greatest living poet. I, I call him, I love Smokey. Matter of fact, there was a Smokey death joke on the Oscars last, on, on the office. They're like, Smokey's dead, Smokey Robinson's dead, and they, she's going, you don't understand, name one song by him, the guy could only name one. It was so fucking annoying to me. Uh, I would Stop have. watching The Office, please. <laughs> wait, wait, is it good again? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 Back when you thought it was bad, yeah. it's way worse. <laughs> That has become kind of interesting to me about how bad it is and still Wait, be on TV. Didn't the original one only run, what, two years? Yeah. <laughs> and this the one's original like a... one ran like 13 episodes altogether. Uh, but the 30 Rock last night, yeah. where they did the live show, amazings. I gotta watch it. It was so fuck, 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 fuck funny. <laughs> no flubs? No. Well, yeah, little flubs, but <laughs> flubs is all part of the fun of liveness. I actually was in this debate and someone says does greatness ever come along with at the same time or career-wise with extreme popularity and i said well the beatles but then you get out of the beatles and it gets a little rough where you're going they have the whole world agreeing this is the best person in the world i mean i guess you could do it for a little while with elvis I guess you could do it a little while with Michael Jackson, but you sh- because the the Beatles have a nice beginning and end to their career, you know what I mean? You're not focused on it forever. It's hard to pull off. Maybe the clash, but even when they did blow up, they broke up immediately. <laughs> they never had the kind of mass popularity that a pop act does. Okay, yeah. The clash had critical and high cult following, but still not the kind of following that you get when you're Peter Frampton during his one magic summer. Yeah, the, the band was falling, basically falling apart, and they just happened to have a hit record. Who, The Clash? The Clash. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, they, you know, they were not a pop act. They were, you know, a couple pop songs in there, but... Maybe a U2? U2. Well, actually, it's a good call. But they, but they had peaks and valleys. Yeah, they too. do have peaks and valleys, but it's going on for a long time. Yeah, That's but, a long. Yeah, but one time it was just like cover of Time magazine, stadium tour. Then they did the movie. Yeah, by by the time of that movie, they were like the biggest band in the world, hands down. It's a hard thing to pull off, to be really good and really popular. 
Um, I guess on a small, I mean, you Madonna. Never worked for me. me neither, Never but, I mean, but, me. you know, was it 20, almost, well, 30? This year will be 30 years. She's definitely one of those survivors, and she's had a great, popular career. But is she a great artist? No. No. She's a great marketer. She's a great entertainer. Surrounds herself with really good people, too. Like producers, songwriters. Yeah. She's smart about staying on top. Even though I think this new record's tanking pretty bad. Well, she's also, what, 53? <laughs> I mean, who are you going to sell those records to now? It's a, it's a funny story. Yesterday um, at work, um, we had a group of um, high school kids. Blacks? No. <laughs> Uh, I think they're from uh, some some were black. They're from Atlanta, and it was just mm. sort of like you play like, you know, you played like uh, you played Guns and Roses, and you played Pink, and then then Madonna comes on, and they all looked. They like, played the new Madonna video, and they all looked at her like, "Who's this old woman yeah. <laughs> running around with uh, Nicki Minaj and and MIA?" I mean, it was really, it was jolting, and a little. I was like, "It's Madonna." Like Madonna's like this iconic figure to some people, but maybe what did you say? Iconic figure. Oh. Figure. Figure. Racial. <laughs> I'm fucking so nervous. Because it always does with her all. <laughs> no. Uh, Brent, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I wanted to throw out um, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. I mean, they're huge when they were, you know, when they were around Atlantic City, Las Vegas. I mean, well, you know, they oh. never were a group that was more of a, a show, so you'd only have to look at Frank. Or at the time that, let's say, uh, Jerry and Dean were together, who I thought were just an amazing comedic fucking act. Uh, and those would be two good calls to put both of those in that list. Even Dean. Dean had big hits. Dude, let me tell you something. Fucking, first of all, he's a great singer. I actually kind of even prefer sometimes to listen to him than Frank. But his fucking humor... Matt Baldwin was doing an impression of him last night from his TV show, and it was fucking, it was laugh out loud funny. If I was in front of my fucking laptop, uh -huh. I would have put LOL, hashtag, I hope you're watching. Fuck, why weren't you in front of the goddamn laptop? <laughs> I know, I should always have it with me. Lols, lols. Boy, Reddit is going crazy for your buried alive bit. Well, people, this is the type of shit people love. It's snuff, is what it is, basically. I'm surprised. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it either. I wouldn't watch it. When fucking Chris sent it, I'm like, fuck you, good, put it up. I'm not, not I'm gonna not, look over it. I'm not afraid of the dark or anything, but cramped places kind of... Dude, why do you gotta even fucking bring your weirdness to me? It makes me even weirder. Cramped places. What if we're fucking, seriously, it's a what grave. if that, someone just started pouring sand in here or else? We can't fucking get out. That door's There's locked. There's a vent. That, that fucking door's locked. Sand can come through that vent. Freaking the fuck out. Enough dust does. Dennis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, what do you think about Nirvana? I think they're really good. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, first album, of course, was not a big hit. Uh, second album was major. Third album. And then when did he die? Fourth album? Um, after in utero, he yeah. That was that was pretty much the <laughs> yeah, just three fucking albums. But yeah, that was that last time that rock really held the national fucking zeitgeist. Yeah, they're, they're trying to talk about it now. Uh, what's the group Fun? 
They're trying uh, to say like rock is back with fun. The, the, uh, that song "We Are Young," but I, I don't think it's the same thing. I would go a little further over, and I know I'm going to sound like Eddie Burns right now, but those Black Keys uh, seem like yeah. it's rock back. Jack White just released his new album. Fucking awesome. You love the Jack White. Can't get enough of him. You see him on Colbert last night? <laughs> he was very uh, weird. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Strange man. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, well, first thing is that you said there were shirts, tight shirts, and one... Is there more than one tight shirt in that room? Yeah. Yeah, well, then you have to go with the shirts, because you got multiple choices there. You are correct, but I am also telling you the most famous ass in the world. Yeah, but there's too much, maybe there's too much competition for the most famous ass in the world. I should have get my choice of the tight shirts. Mark, enjoy your choice. There's no wrong, there's no wrong answer here. Just go out and do what you need to do. Uh, if you're ready to talk movies, there's no one better to talk to than this gentleman. It's crazed. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, Christ, what's happening? What's up, Fessy? What's up, Pep? Hi, Christ. What's up, uh, Earl? Yes, we're all here, Christ. Okay. What can we do for you? I, I um, I saw the Raven, and um, let me tell you, uh, Ron, it was amazing. And I think it, I think uh, John Cusack made, had a great performance in it. It was w w really well written. Not many movies are well written nowadays, Ron. And uh, this one uh, definitely was amazing. And I think uh, it might just make the movie of the year. You asked for the movie of the year. I think this might make the movie. All right of the there, year. you have it. You think this is going to be the biggest grossing movie of the year? Yeah. All right, the cult film The Raven may be uh, the movie of the year. Independent film, chance to take down all the popcorn films. And why shouldn't it? Crazed? Yeah. Here's what I would like to do with you. I'd like you to write something for the iBank. And okay. I want it to be something movie-based. Uh, how about uh, your idea of movies about outsiders who end up winning in the end? Okay, kind of so, geek to chic type type movies. Okay, so basically, uh, basically, uh, uh, you want me to go see, uh, um, see these movies or? Um I'm going to have Fez get in touch with you, and we're going to figure out how it's done. Okay. Okay? But then I want you to write it up for the iBang yeah. for next week. All right? All right. But the care, biggest right. movie this year is going to be The Raven. It will outgross Batman. It will outgross The Avengers. The Hobbit. Fuck the you. Hobbit can eat dick. So can <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Joe, suck on it. Yeah, it was just brilliantly written, Ronnie. Um, can I ask you a question? Did the Raven do it? <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, well, yes, in, in a way, he did. <laughs> um, Earl, in this movie, uh, Buried Alive scene, too. Another Buried oh. Alive scene. <laughs> I can't even... I know. Claustrophobic. Would you would it feel better for you if you knew this room was filling up with water, or whether it was filling up with sand? They're, they're just as bad. Yes, <laughs> okay. that'd be kind of scary. Yeah, 
I know. Like like the Raven. Yeah. Um Sand Raven. All right, Craze. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace, Craze. Taking out the ones and twos. All right. Bye-bye, Craze. It's the crazed one, baby. Yeah, it is. We're 15 minutes away from the world's most famous ass. It's exciting. It is exciting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To move up to 3 o'clock to now. Yeah, we're not going to do this often. The 3 o'clock snack, uh, the 3 o'clock... Uh, you know that we love every day. Uh, now, Egypt, the story, whether or not Egypt, in Egypt you can have a sex with your dead wife up to six hours after. Yeah. We don't know whether this is true or false. What are you leaning? Chris? I'm leaning towards true. That guys are making love to their dead wives in Egypt. And mm. then that is accepted and encouraged in some cases. I believe that this was another story that you sent over, being mean to monkeys, that you have a scientific thing where they're being mean to monkeys. Now, I like this because I hate monkeys from Planet of the Apes. And I know how they're fucking mean to us when they get the opportunity, and they're going to make us pull wagons one day. And i just like to say, until that fucking day, we're going to make every one of your days fucking hell. Get it? All right, now in this, they've actually taught the monkey... The monkey gives you a rock, you uh, and you give him a snack. So we'll just put this up here. Here, so monkey he rock to us, that's hands time. over a rock, and, and you can see that he gets a cucumber back. I don't know why I got a battle against this guy. Now the next guy, he hands over a rock and he gets a grape. The second monkey. Look how the first monkey can't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so second, he gives a rock. You're getting a fucking. Uh, cucumber and he just fires the <laughs> cucumber back at him Damn. like fuck you grapes are where it's at now I love the fact that a fucking monkey knows that a grape tastes a lot better than a cucumber I love a delicious sweet fucking grape and he's ready to break out of there and kill kill the monkey he's ready to kill everybody yeah kill because he's not getting what he wants which is a fucking grape like every other monkey that's all and they said that this is basically what hap what the 99% are about. Uh, you're okay with your cucumber till you see somebody else eating a fucking grape. I want a grape now. And I'll fucking start fucking throwing shit through these windows. Earl, funniest monkey of all time. Curious George? No, Red Rose Tea. <laughs> no one is funnier than Red Rose Tea. Uh, Zeets. Uh, just stop by today. We all cool with everything now, Zeets? Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Isn't that How it all falls all into place. Went nicely. I actually have even seen the one person who goes, said to me, I'm working on that thing for you. I'm oh, pulling oh, it all together on my way out. As well as telling me how much he loved the last unmasked. Good. Well, that's good that he was, feels that Wasn't way. that surprising? Yeah, that is surprising. Hello, we all were all in the we, same... We yes, yeah. we... Communication. It's all communication. But I didn't realize how, hey, this kind of guy he was. Hey, ace, ace, ace. It's good to see you and Earl back together again. I know you haven't gotten along in a long time. Kind of hate each other. Uh, Zeitz, coming up in just a couple minutes, it's going to be the most famous ass in the world. But I'm going to ask you first 
if you could pick between tight t-shirts, what's behind the, the door that says, see the tight t-shirts, or most famous ass in the, in the world, which one would you pick? So the, the ass is clothed. We don't know yet. All uh, you're saying is the two things. I think I'm going to go tight t-shirts. I'm not. I'm more of a... You're a tit man. Yeah, not an ass man. Definitely more of a tit man. Uh, Earl, do I even have to ask a black man which they're going to pick? <laughs> you no, know, but I'll answer it. Anyway. Yeah. I got to see the ass. Yeah, of course you do. Black God. people have shown us the way of the ass hey. for generations now. It's a beautiful thing. The other thing that's great about them, too, is they can they don't even care how much the woman weighs. <laughs> like, a, a white guy wants a thin girl with a big ass, but a black guy, if he's getting the big ass, he doesn't give a shit what else is fucking <laughs> happening there. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what you like, girl. No, no, not that much. <laughs> he does. That's that much. That's a, yeah. that's a, this is Earl's fucking taste yeah. right oh, here. God. All right, Earl, that doesn't look too big for you? That's that's. Is that even real? That's, that's, that's real. Photoshop. No, that's, that's Photoshop. Photoshop. This is real. <laughs> then what, how do they make... Even underwear that fucking big. Oh, fucking what shop do you get that at? Specialty shop. <laughs> you do have to get, like, they do have, like, specialty lingerie shops from what I've seen. There was a freshman year in college, this girl, it was obvious who dropped this in the hallway, a 38 double J bra. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, you don't buy that at the store. They don't just sell that shit. No. Bro <laughs> wants to taste that big old ass. Oh, see, that's a nice ass. He's just be all over that, Earl. He just wants something to hold on to. <laughs> you like don't want Kanye. To... <laughs> You're like Kanye right now. Yeah. That's a work. I uh, know that that is such no, a work. Not. You you they're don't off. you think that they're both just doing it for publicity? Absolutely. No. Earl, what Absolutely. Fuck you that? She's wearing earrings that are KW initials. Yes. They're, they're in bo love. Bo so yes. what does that tell you, Fez? <laughs> that she's dedicated to the guy. But but that gets her in the newspaper. That's what Earl's <laughs> saying. They both want to be in the newspaper and you know for some reason. In the gossip world, having two stars together is better than two stars separately. Now, this has been going on long, like, since the 30s. They would put yeah. a gay guy with somebody. So you're thinking they both get good publicity out of it, and they're not really doing anything. Both of them have been, you know, it's been PR nightmares. <laughs> Puerto Rican? No. Hands oh. hands, man. Because I heard that J-Lo was a PR nightmare. <laughs> but th what better way to keep their names in the paper? Because I mean, she's going through this all a bad divorce. He's just him, you know, like you know, rap's biggest a hole. So hey, what better way to, to, to kind of Paris, Earl ends in Paris. Say, what's that mean? You don't like that song? <sighs> it's a banger. No, it's a banger. But you could have used a better choice of words. What would you have called it? African Americans in no. Paris? <laughs> That's too wordy. Friends in Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, it's, it's, it's not as good as Ends in Paris. I think Ends in Paris is my favorite Jay Z ever. <laughs> it, I, I will give him this. I, I like the song Otis. I love that song. I don't think it's funny enough. I, I think it has a, it, like I, I love the riff. I love the riff. I love the the sample. I, the rap I didn't, could care less about, but the, everything else surrounding it is so good. So you pretty much like everything except the Jay Z and Kanye part. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Kanye part, I yeah. The, the Jay Z part, I thought he kind of phoned it in. Well, he phones in most things. He's very <laughs> lax. You're going to become a Brooklyn Nets fan, backing no. away from your no, Knicks. No, 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 no. Done with your Knicks. You hate the Knicks. Uh, Let's go Brooklyn. No. Come on, BK all day. I mean. I, 
I mean, just out of general principle, and that's the ugliest new arena I've ever seen. What's going to happen to Spike Lee? Oh, he's staying a Knicks fan. He's not going to go to Brooklyn. He'll go. If the Knicks aren't in town, he'll go, but no way he's going to get... <laughs> that's his gimmick now, is being the biggest Knicks fan. He is. He might go to Brooklyn to... Com- Stop putting up giant asses. <laughs> to, pro- me <laughs> to promote Dennis the new... Sam fucking cocks going in the asses. And <laughs> it's too much. He's got his new Brooklyn movie coming out, but other than that, he's going to stay right a Knicks fan. Coming up in just five minutes, most famous ass in the world. We'll pick out our favorite picture of that. Zietz, what's happening in your head today? Uh, just a lot of stuff going on. I'm getting ready, you know, big live broadcast, three, and then... Uh, doing that at three, so what are you doing from here? You're... I am, uh, I'm hitting all the buttons, so if, mm-hmm. something, if something fucks up, more likely than not, that's my fault. O&A, uh, if you're in Ohio... In the Cleveland area, you want to run out and see them. They're at the Blind Pig. The Blind Sixth Pig. Sixth Street Dog. Where is it? Sixth Street Dog. Oh, see, I was telling people fifth. Nah, baby, it's sixth. It's like we got a real, like a like a street team to go out there, get a sticker for yourself. Sticker stops. Praise the pays. <laughs> uh, Earl used to do sticker stops when we were at NEW. Yeah. Did it, and then you were always mad because people would bitch about you. At the, you were late for every sticker stop. <laughs> yeah, God forbid I hit New York City traffic in the middle of the afternoon. You would have to leave early. I always leave early. I mean, one time the bridge, the, I mean, I'll forget, the Tappanzee Bridge was sh- completely shut down. Sure. People s- turned off their cars. That's my fault. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm driving. What Earl, am I going to do? Earl tried to abandon the car on the Tappanzee. I didn't abandon the it. van. You got out of it and you said you quit again. No, I got out at the stop. I got so pissed off. I left the stop. I remember it, people were so scared of me. You just left all the stickers there? Yeah, he always. There are a lot of times that Earl would come by, people would be waiting. He would throw the stickers from the fucking van and keep on going. Wouldn't even give it out and hand it to him. Like a cartoon. <laughs> I, mean, I just would get so. I mean, I'd be on the phone and they would just see me like the windows closed. Yeah. And they just see me like screaming into the phone and I would like throw the phone across <laughs> the, the dashboard and then they would like kind of slink up to me. Like, Can I have a sticker? And I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> giving her very angrily. Earl. And and O and A, the breaks that they used to do at NEW would fucking kill me. They had Earl quit. Earl, you must have quit a hundred fucking times. I walked out so many times. I I I remember I broke a phone. Yeah. I I got so angry. I stomped a phone and it just splattered into a million pieces. I walk into Jeremy Coleman's office. I throw my credit card across the table. <laughs> I'm like, do what you got to do. I'm out of here. And I walked out. <laughs> You broke a microphone. I broke a mic. I broke two microphones. I broke one microphone to the far right, and to the day they left that building, the dent marks were still in the microphone wow. from the one I was just like, because I, I just we get so frustrated. I couldn't hit anybody, so I hit the closest thing to me, which was a microphone. Earl, you were a fucking legend back then. You were so funny. And the weird thing is, then he would forget. He would come back to work, all happy. Everything would go great, and then during that show, he would explode again. <laughs> well, no, they would. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Jeremy was the greatest. He was just like he was, just, he was very, always very calm. He's just like, right. it's like you know, you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. It's just you know, it's just radio. <laughs> it's like they're just having fun. You just relax. You know, go you know, get a good night's sleep. Come back tomorrow. Everything will be fine. No one will talk about. <laughs> and then I'd come back in, and I'm like, I would take the, his advice, and then boom. Start off all over again. You know, it was really funny when, uh, when I had an interview with uh, Jeremy in D.C. 
I was driving to the place, and G. Gordon Liddy was explaining in over an hour how he was going to stalk and murder Jeremy <laughs> using his fucking things. And he was like, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to you how this is going to go down. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's going to be in a bad mood when I see him. And I come in, and I'm like, yeah, I heard what's going on. He's like, oh, that's just fucking every day with us. <laughs> fucking maniac. <laughs> but like if you actually have a guy talking about kill you who probably has killed people you know what i mean no that's gonna be different he was called what was he a plumber they used to call him that yeah whatever yeah it was that nixon shit that he was involved in so jeremy's always been good about it's just radio which earl's never been good about <laughs> well not in that particular moment All right, uh, make sure that you get on it before I announce it, Chris. All right, here it is. Here's our pictures. The most famous ass on the planet. Now, does anybody have any doubt that it would be Kim? Another ass? J-Lo, but, uh, but Kim's I a I thought a maybe J-Lo. Kim's a clipster. Do you think that J-Lo's ass is more famous than Kim's? Um, I don't even think it's close right now. One of them has to waste their time singing and judging and doing all kinds of real work, and the other one is famous only because of her ass. You're telling me ten years ago, which was oh shit. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I say that. I, I say that with complete when she was a straight up performer and an mm -hmm. actress, and she would wear things that would actually highlight it. So. Yeah, she kind of got a little embarrassed about her ass there for a while, and <laughs> now she's back to embracing. Yeah. I don't like when a woman acts like, oh, I don't like my ass. Yeah, Tyra Banks was famous for that. Yeah, she, any she woman had it in who, like, fucking wraps a sweater around herself. Now, all this shit that we will all say about Kim, but look at that picture. And that ass. Nice. You'd have to be gay not to like that. Or even if you were gay, you could probably fake your way through it. It's like, wow, if I was straight, I'd sure like to put my face in that. Too or, bad there's no hair there. Oh, God. <laughs> or oh, dick. I, mean, I, I think you could really get over it, because the ass part would be relatively similar. It would be the front part that you were. No, there she's got... She let it get away from her a little bit. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And that, you know, because it is like... It's almost like a steroid guy where you're like, <laughs> Hey, dude, you got too big. Now you're freakish and you're scaring people. <laughs> All right, too big or right on the money? It's fine. Right there is perfect. If anything, I think that looks smaller than yeah normal. Almost a little too small for you. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, oh. it's right there. But she's got to manage it every day. Yeah, every day, <laughs> every, every day, fucking day. She's got to know what she's doing with that ass. Right. That's the one. That's the one because the like that. This one says, even panties cannot hold that ass in. You got like some some ass cleavage. Yeah, there, you can't beat that picture. Uh, but your favorite is the all-in-white, almost the Elvis picture. I do like that, yes. I, I think it's like, it looks like a manageable amount of ass then, but still very nice. Now let's go over to Handsome Johnny, who's not an ass guy. Where are you on these pictures? I respect a good ass. That's a nice ass. Okay. Because a lot of people will say, particularly girls, too big. But I think that's more of a jealousy thing. And they said when Kim was growing up, she wasn't crazy about her ass. 
She was like, oh, I wish I didn't have this ass. Oh, my dad uh, fucking defending OJ. Oh, right, I wish shit. I was white. Oh, God, why does this suck so much? <laughs> Pearl, did you ever say, I wish I was white? To no. Yes, you did. No, I did <laughs> you not. That one thing we tried. Never. You said it. I wish I was a white boy. <laughs> I wish I was a white boy. <laughs> -da 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 -da. All right, what do you think of this one? All right. What's the next one we had? All right, that one that you just put up with the crouching. yeah crouching. I think you're going out of your way with the see-through. Like just either you're in or out of the fucking game. Don't get too fancy on us. This is the next one. I I like that answer right there. That that you think it borders over? You could say that's a pregnant belly. The way that picture's cropped. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. <laughs> that a baby could drop out of that ass. <laughs> Earl, do you struggle with this? Are you like Zito? No, no, that's it's pretty. No babies, just poop. <laughs> All right, okay. that's a fucking turn off. And yeah, now you're making the ass less attractive. Well, he's the one who brought up the pregnancy thing. Well, it looks like it. Zito, stop. stop All right, let's go through this. some of the things people are saying. They're playing my jam. I was expecting to see a picture of Eastside Dave. That's from <laughs> Queen Elizabeth because she's never gotten along. No. Um. Uh, famous yes, best never. Someone just writes, that's one giant doo-doo factory. I hate that. All right. Now, here's what Liz Sets Fire says. She's such a vapid cunt that her ass is useless to me. I'm going to agree and then disagree. Just in the way I say, all right, OJ murdered his wife. Yes. yes Does did. that take away from his 2,000-yard season for me? No. Cuse. Does that take away when he was at USC, he used to just trample over Notre Dame? No. <laughs> that, those things happen. I can't be Before one of those murder. people that takes away all the fucking goodness because some badness was out there. This is stunning right here, this picture. It's classy is what it is. It's classy. She doesn't even look like that anymore. Yeah, no, she doesn't. That's her a little <laughs> no. younger. Yeah. Like, does she have, has she had work work done on her face? Because she, she looks different. Did I get Botox? Never look at her face. That has zero concern for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I do wish she'd get back with the guy from the Nets, though. <laughs> Whatever that big clumsy fucker's name is. Chris Humphreys <laughs> had a nice little season for himself. He did. He had a very strong season. Well, the, the, the hazing he got after that happened every time he touched the ball. Yeah, well, he got yeah. in it. Wouldn't you make that same trade though? Wouldn't you be like, fuck Kim Kardashian a bunch of times? People might boo me. Whatever. Uh, some more. That's, yeah, she's hot. That's a really great ass. Uh, and this person says, Narczito, it's huh. nice that the most famous ass in the world has nice tits attached. <laughs> Darn dude gives us a slow clap. Ass clap? Uh, JF from Huntington, I think has crossed the line, and I'm going to put for a banning for him. I'm going to ask if we could do a banning for bringing up another person saying, let's see their ass. I don't want to be that kind of sight. All right, what do we got here? Here in regular jeans. She's just going to the car, paparazzi, pop up. She lost it just a little bit here. This is day two of Badass Day. No, this is like, this Getting is a little sloppy. You got to work it. Yeah. got to keep working it. What would you do? Make her get on the fucking Stairmaster? Yeah. Or would you get back at home and go like this? Honey... I love you, but we're going to spend an hour and a half on the Stairmaster today. <laughs> Got to get some cardio in. Wow. 
Hey, would you break in every once in a while and just say your name when O&A on the air? You get those kind of balls. You're like, Zito rocking his house. Zito on a board. Like, uh, Rob Cross, I think, is going to be in the booth with me. And he was like, you know, if for some reason there's technical difficulties, we'll just play some more stuff. And I was like, why can't we break in? Why can't we do Cross and Zito hour or something? Share a mic back there. Somebody's crossing Zito right now. <laughs> no one ever crosses Zito. Yeah, you guys could do that. Yeah. By the way, I've never... Have we ever had a fallout in the live thing? I don't think that's a problem, is no. it? No. Wait, no. what am I saying? I'm never listening on the other end. <laughs> I don't know. Cleveland seems to be pretty far away. Yeah, I don't know how they got the cable from here to there. <laughs> that's a nice one. Yeah, that's very nice. Maybe I just like her in white. You're racist. See, that doesn't even look like... It. It's a weird angle, is all, yeah. bro. It's still there. Don't worry, it's an optical illusion. That's yeah. so sloppy. Okay. <laughs> Where's she coming from? Hopefully, it looks like fucking Win Dixie. Popping that booty. It doesn't even. I know you don't look at the face, but that really doesn't look like her, even. No. That looks like some I chick. A, I like. I, until you said that, I had no idea. You could have superimposed a fucking alligator head on there. Uh, we gonna take a break here. All right, we'll come back and pick this up. Everybody on uh, on deck today. It's the Run of Face Show. Fez show. The boys are going to be live in Cleveland today. Not at the Hard Rock, but the Blind Pig. Get yourself to the Blind Pig today because a good time will be had by all. Okay. As Opie and Anthony come home to their hometown. Finally. Their birthplace, Cleveland, Ohio. God, it's been years. You you lost LeBron, but you got ONA back. And that, to me, is a lot better. So good. Uh, Earl, you wanted to throw out one of your famous obituaries for uh, a rock pioneer and one of your old WNEW uh, friends. Yes, Pete Fornatelle. He passed away yesterday after a brief illness. One of the OG NEW guys. Great guy. Um Wow. And was still on the air, still doing still a lot the, of stuff in uh, public radio, right? Doing public radio. He did a, did a lot of work for public television, too. He would do mm -hmm. like the pledge drives and everything. Wrote a bunch of books. Um, everyone kind of associates him with folk music, but he also championed like the whole like that Laurel Canyon scene. Poco. Poco. He was on Poco before anybody else, in which became... That whole thing became what the Eagles and all yeah. that, and you know, big Beach Boys fan, big D Dion worshipped, 
worshipped the ground that Dion walked on because mm-hmm. they were from basically from the same neighborhood. So, yeah, he passed away yesterday, and yeah, I'm still kind of absorbing it all. Well, you know, uh, one of our interns actually interned for him. I'm trying to think which one of the guys. Now I can't remember. Uh, can't think of it right now. But one of our guys was uh, interning for him. Yeah, and one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Ever. I mean, yeah, yeah. Always smiling, always... You know, very cordial. Always made a point to say hello. One, you know, make sure you, you always make you want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And he was just one of those guys that, you know, yeah, one of the true pioneers of the medium. I mean, and he's going to be missed. I mean, the I just read all these, the accolades that are on. He has a page on Facebook and he has his own website and it just continues just to pour in. And um, you know, I love the guy. I'm going to miss him. Ah, set. So this wasn't even a matter of illness. It just boom, hit him from. Uh, yeah, it was just. It was very sudden. I mean, he he had a he did a show on the fourteenth. Soon you're going to be the only one left, dude. No, <laughs> I don't know about that. You're but. at that. If you're yeah. killing people, no. Yeah, he did a show on the fifteenth, fourteenth. He got sick on the fifteenth. So that's how that's how sudden it was. It Jesus was just yeah, so hurts. unexpected. You go out quick. I guess it's the way to go instead of long and fucking... Yeah, but you still like to get a little extra time. You know, I get, I, I'm get. i with you. I wouldn't want to surround, sit around and feel pain, but you don't expect people to go in their 60s anymore. Yeah, and everything, everything on the surface seemed very fine. You know, he was he was beat, <laughs> so... All right, someone has put up this name as Stanky Frank, but I know for a fact <laughs> it's Spanky Frank. Hey, Spank. Hey, buddies, what's going on? And it was you. That's my fault for not being able to remember. That's all right. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, he passed away. He, um, he, uh, you know, he, um, he had a stroke. Um, is what had happened. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago. And uh, after that, um, you know, he kind of slipped into a coma, and uh, you know, and then they decided to take off, uh, take him off life support. Um. Yesterday, you know, and, uh, it was, it's been really kind of rough, you know, because I've known him for about, about three and a half years now, and so, like, all of us, and everyone who does his staff on his show, Mixed Bag, um, on WFUV in New York is, uh, feeling a little pain right now. I imagine, dude, but, I mean, for your sake, at least you had a chance to work with this legendary guy, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about is how grateful that I am that I, that I was able to call this man, you know, my mentor, um, for lack of a better term. But, uh, you know, absolutely. You know, because I remember even, like, when I first got my internship with Keith, you know, I hadn't even known who this guy was, you know, I mean, but that was what? before I really got into, like, radio. And, uh, you know, and then as time went on, you know, I mean, Definitely within the business of radio, Pete's name is, you know, known as legendary. And, and yet you didn't know your own mentor. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, you know, but, you know, as uh, the years went on, you know, I got to know him. And, uh, you know, and the one great thing about Pete, which kind of speaks to his um, to his legacy, is that he was one of the most genuine nicest people you would ever meet. Man, you know? No one's ever going to say that about me after he died. Uh, yeah. There's a fucking afterthought as an internship. 
What they're actually going to say about Mean was, he was mean but unfair. <laughs> no. Fuck that. Will you lie for me at my funeral? I'll fucking throw a goddamn fucking Molotov cocktail at anyone who fucks around. That's good. It's going to fuck up the funeral, though. I mean, no, it won't. It'll make it better. <laughs> no, you're all going to join him. You miss him so much, you're all going to be there. <laughs> Burn, motherfuckers. He's the best Irish funeral we've ever had. Uh, well, all right. Well, thanks for calling us, uh, Stanky. And I like burn? the new yeah, I like the new nickname. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna start uh, calling in as that from now on. And I want Fez to be your new radio mentor now. All right, me and you, Fez, against the world. All right, peace. All right, buddy. FTW. I never had a mentor. You had Muni, right? Yeah, I had, actually had a bunch of them, but you know, Muni was the top of the chain. Wait a minute, who were your other mentors? Um, Pat St. John, uh, Jim Monahan. Uh, was was a teacher to me. I'm I'm kind of the things he was te he taught me. What then, about Hard Rock Johnny? Johnny Johnny's definitely a mentor mm -hmm. now because he's kind of Eddie Trunk your mentor. <laughs> Come on, Eddie's got to be up there. Eddie's a contemporary. Or O and A your mentors? Yeah, they taught me a lot. They taught me. They basically taught me how to f have fun again because it was just. <laughs> Didn't you what just talk about how you are fucking you talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> having fun on like I mean, granted we had these epic bloods, but at the end it was fun. It was right. like, it was like you walked into work every day scared. Not that scared. Something was gonna happen. <laughs> you just like, like, not knowing, times. Not knowing but is this the day I really freak out? <laughs> <laughs> is this the day where I fucking go to prison or the shooting? There were myself. times, I'm not even kidding this. I would see Earl in the city because I was working nights then. And I would see him walking around with headphones on, and I'm like, Earl, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be at work? And he goes, I can't take it at that place anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of place is this that you could leave your job? <laughs> Just walk and out And he no one, there was never a question of like, Earl might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Once that management changed, that became a problem. Mm. Still looking at those picks? We didn't go through all of them. So Pete's dead. Yeah, that's true. Spanky's mentor. Fuck off, Kardashian. <laughs> I didn't know who my mentor was. I'd never heard of him before. That was like the, one of the worst obituary fucking calls I've ever heard. <laughs> it kind of sounded like stanky. he retroactively decided he was his mentor now that he was gone. Because it sounded good. What is it? Uh, Alright. If, if the mentor is the top, what's the bottom's name? Apprentice? That's what you are. You're an apprentice, right? Is that the gum? Isn't that a mentee? It's my toast. <laughs> Sounds like a bug. The fresh maker, Max Anderson. Dumb. It's weird that that doesn't have a better name. He was my apprentice. Are you protege. It's protege. It's not protege. Is better. Yeah. I gotta find a protege for myself. A protege? I don't know. It's French. Maybe it should be hands bananas. Protege. Hands bananas is the protege, huh? Well, he has that awesome Twitter account. <laughs> you should try fast breakers. What you should try? They're good. No. It's made by Reese's. It's all Reese's ingredients in this motherfucker. What's in it? Let me bite one. It's milk, right. chocolate, peanut butter, and nougat. It's the nougat I don't like oh, so come much. come on. Nougat, you'll, you'll Is it like a Clark bar? 
I don't know. I haven't had a Clark bar in a long time. It's like a shitty version of a Clark bar. <laughs> oh, it's a great version of a fucking of a bar. In I don't think I've ever had a Clark bar. Oh, it's too fucking. It's <laughs> like, uh, come on, come on. <laughs> I didn't think you finished biting it before. Oh, <laughs> gooey in there. He did have a bite. In this it's, good. it's a Reese's cup on top of a Twix. I like a fucking. There's fast nothing break. crunchy though. Something's usually crunchy in a Twix, right? Yeah, that, that's all just soft. Oh, I thought it had like some cookie to it. No. Join it. Maybe I'll take on disciples. <laughs> All right. You disciples, please take my message to the furthest corners of the land. Uh, Dave, you're on running Fez. Ron, I would like to apply to be your apprentice. Ready, willing, and able. Uh, I live in Atlanta, though, but I, I will travel. Just listen for my signal, kill my pretties, kill. <laughs> I want the same kind of followers Manson had. <laughs> Those getting Yeah, I want motherfuckers ready to start Helder Skelter. I've thought about starting a cult before. Well, we did have Knife Club. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was the most fun we ever had. Oh, man, Knife Club was great. I don't know if Fez <laughs> liked it too much. Who gave us that knife? Pit Dock. Mm. I took home that uh, London uh, umbrella from Pit Dock yesterday. Like it? Damn glad to have it. Nice. Kept the rain off me. Perfect. Sounds like a trusty umbrella. Yeah, it was. This fucking is the same umbrella that Julie Andrews used in the movies. Holy shit. <laughs> That's like a piece of history. It is. Maybe you should like not be used. You're fucking loving it. your uh, fast break, aren't you, Earl? Yeah, I like the fast break. <laughs> <laughs> Climb in the trash and get that other fucking mm. one. Oh, it's fucking really good. Oh, look who's too good to eat out of the fucking trash. <laughs> oh, Earl fucking Fancy Pants Douglas. My problem is I never want any protégés that are fucking dudes. I, that seems too gay to me. I just want a girl, Ron, to follow me around and do everything properly. All right. Possibly Staten Island or Canada. Is Handsome Johnny uh, crosses a... Um, protege. Yeah, Handsome Johnny uh, Tube Steaks is Rob Cross's <laughs> protege. And that's why Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks would tell me how great Katy Perry was this morning. Right. He was like, did you check this shit out, dude? She, she's more than just tits. And I was like, okay. Well, I just heard fucking Cross say that yesterday. I believe he called the song amazing, right? He did. Yeah. You even yelled at him then. You're, in, you're Mr. Top 40. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really interesting. Amazing. Where I was like, amazing? What? I mean, what she's been able to do with these streak of number ones is amazing, but not like the quality of... No. It, no. It just speaks to just her fan base is, might be fucking insane. Um, Tony, you're on Fez. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. I think Fez has the uh, Twix confused with the Kit Kat. No, Twix has a cookie in it, and, and Kit Kat is more of a wafer. Right, but it's hard. You said it was hard. And, There's nothing crunchy uh, to this. It's all gooey. Yeah. So both of those a, are wrong. You know, don't you think a wafer and a cookie are kind of the same? Um, I think, no, because the wafer is more crispy and the cookie is more uh, crummy. It crumbles more. Absurd. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not driving. I'd be crashing right now. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, buddy. Hey, we're inside of the show. We just got in at the Blind Pig. I'm staying at Troy Kwan. I'm staying at Roland. I'm staying at Sam. I'm staying at Danny, Travis, everybody. 
We're just letting people in right now, Robbie. Do do me a favor and say hi to all my buddies there in Cleveland. Oh, what do they look like? I'm loving it. I'm hoping you guys have a blast today. Have a good time. And let those guys know that Black Girl is on his way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sending him. He's getting in the jet. I haven't seen them all since, like, yesterday. I wonder how they're doing. They've changed. Oh, God, don't They've say grown. that. They've grown. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I wish I had a sarcones. That would be the greatest fucking surprise you ever had for me, Hicks. Well, you just you wait. <laughs> for Monday. To, keep to, to a day other than today. For Monday. <laughs> I can try to get something together. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Monday would be the greatest fucking day of my life. All I want to do is make great Instead days. of all my other days, which are awful, oh. which is every other day of my life. Don't, don't say it's so shitty. Don't. Dear Jesus, A, thank you for killing Chris's parents. What the, what the fuck? But B, it doesn't seem like he's learned from it. <laughs> Can you it? get to somebody else close to him? Thank you. Oh, God. And your, P.S., your beard looks great. Hands and hands, be careful. <laughs> Earl, do you believe in a white Jesus or a black Jesus? I, I believe he is mulatto colored. Oh, right in so the middle. He's for everyone. Everybody gets them. Well, we know his dad was white. So you're saying Mary was black? No, it, it, it was a hair like wool, feet like brass. That's, that's a black dude. That's a way to taunt people. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have feet like brass? I, I didn't write it. Really loud, and you walked on tile. <laughs> this fucking black Jesus has dreads. That's sure, honest. Jesus doesn't look like that. Looks like RC three. Jesus is DC. How do you think RG three is going to do? Um, I think he's going to be all right. I don't think he's going to be. I root against him just because I can root against the skins. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he's going to be the, the the turning point of the franchise, but I think yep. he's going to be all right. My man Chandler Jones going to the Patriots. <laughs> He's awesome. You know, you know, uh, you know Parce uh, Parcells. Uh, Belichick has not been great with the draft picks lately. No, they're all changed. It's okay. He has Brady and Gronk. <laughs> Is that right? Because he's zero for two in the last Super Bowl. <laughs> that he fucking played. At a certain point, you know what I mean. He's going to be five hundred. <laughs> He's gonna against the same team because it's gonna happen again. Another fucking rematch. If I was Brady, I'd be like, "Please God, don't let us go back there. I don't like it. <laughs> Keep losing now. <laughs> Sucks. I retire. How many more rings is Eli gonna get? I think he's good for one more. He'll get two. Two more. Does he? Uh no more. Two is it? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. He's only got six more. <laughs> Holy shit! Eight fucking Super Bowls. Yeah, not all of them with the Giants though. That's the weird thing. <laughs> what? He gets traded uh, yeah. and goes back. <laughs> That'd be fucking batshit crazy. And then he finally ends up winning the Canada Cup with the CFL. <laughs> wow! So at some point, the <laughs> NFL says he's too old, and he goes to Canada. Unbelievable. By the way, uh, a lot of people are mad at Earl today for calling Jesus the brass monkey. That funky monkey. No, I didn't say he was a... No. Brass monkey. <laughs> Why do you think Jesus has got a brass monkey foot? I didn't... <laughs> I'm just quoting what the what the book says. Uh, 
Hunger Games? You've got that America's now number one in kids dying? Yeah, and out of all of uh, the, how they put it, was the richer nations, I guess first world countries, from kids age 10 to 24, we had the highest mortality rate. We're also number, Why? Uh, we're also number one in smoking weed, <laughs> and third in drinking, and also first in going to the gym. It's a bunch of weird statistics that came out, but also, I think they, they attributed to uh, drunk driving and gun violence. Earl. Yeah. Hey. Earl's doing it. So, yeah, we're number one, baby. Come on. And we're Austria and uh, Ireland are beating us in drinking for young people. Mm. But wouldn't that be because the uh, drinking age is lower? Probably. The drinking age is lower in a lot of places. It doesn't matter. Austria is kind of a dark horse there, I feel. <coughs> for right. drinking? Oh, Ireland would be like, yeah, obviously, but Austria... I thought it was Australia. I thought it would be Germany. And the beer is more potent. See if it's Austria or Australia. Because those Australians drink like fucking animals. <laughs> Austria. Wow, that's odd. Austria of course, Hitler's from there, so what do we know? <laughs> yeah. They say it's a nice neighborhood, but they still got Hitler. Been drinking Nazis. Oh, fucked up on crank. Really? Yeah. I'm sure of it. They're young people. Nazi hey, let's, let's, let's stay up for every everything. And right, um, <laughs> tell ONA that we need to run a little late today. Yeah. So we might have to <laughs> put off their show for an hour and a half. Fez wants to talk wrestling. But we will get to them. So have them and their audience ready. Uh, things blowing up in uh, Cleveland today for ONA. And it's nice to see them back. To their hometown, the town they both grew up in, and a town that loves them so much. They can't get enough of them. They're getting fucked up right now. Yeah, they're going to get fucking. Just uh, the entire audience is going to get hammered in that fight. <laughs> Everyone just suck them down. Uh, so make sure if you're close by, you swing uh, by the blind pig before they close those doors for good today. Just take a walk over. Um, somebody put up something about sarcones and it disappeared. <coughs> Shit. Uh, Don, you're on a fez. Don, we got you, buddy? Yeah. Hey, you're talking about gun violence and alcohol and gym. Well, I know a lot of people in Arizona who have guns. They drink a lot. They do steroids and go to the gym. So they just get drunk and go shoot people, and then they go work out day in, day out. I think guns and alcohol and steroids should be banned and illegalized. If you have a gun, you don't really need to work out. Well, I mean, you got to protect your gun and yourself and your family. I mean, like you're, you're pretty shitty <laughs> gunner, though. What's What's gun? A lot of people break in and try to steal your guns <laughs> while you're sleeping, so you need to be steroid up. Well, just in case, you know, I can't get to my gun, and all it takes is three kicks for my door to go down, and, like, three guys to rush me, I can't get to my gun. There's three but guys taking the one gun? You just <laughs> fucking put the gun in your mouth. And They've been at the gym. That's <laughs> See if they the... can't stop you from killing yourself, <laughs> you fucking paranoid bastard. Um, <laughs> hi, you're on the Run and Face show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? What can we do for you? 
Yeah, I'm actually I'm driving down from uh, Jersey down to Philly on this phones. What should I pick up? Uh, well, get yourself a nice uh, American Italian. American Italian? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just let you know how it goes. Yeah, crush that fucking toe. Just crush it. Now I'm thinking mm. we, maybe we should move the show to Philly. Fuck. This fucking be Sarcone's day every day. Every day is Sarcone's day. We have for lunch, Sarcone's. A lot of people writing and saying they're enjoying the 3 o'clock snack coming in an hour early today. See? You're good, and then you got a little early. You got day. a little early. Sometimes it comes at 3. And this person wrote to me and said, you've uh, done the tight t-shirts or ask, how come you didn't ask Fez if it would be cock or balls for him? I'll say cock over balls. That's how it would go. You're never going to have one under. Uh, but thank you for a strong, honest answer. You bring in an honesty in a way that I think you've got to go back to P4 now. You've got to go back that far. Wouldn't it be funnier just to say, just balls. I'm just attracted <laughs> to balls. If I could just see the balls, I don't even need to see the cock. Uh, can you fuck me with your balls? <laughs> Dude. Just let me take a look at your balls for a minute. Because I don't think, and I'm fucking throwing in, a cockroach. I don't think there's anything uglier than balls on the planet. It's <laughs> like meat sack. <laughs> I don't think everyone has ever even said, I'm kind of proud of my balls right now. Got my balls right where I want them. <laughs> um... Let's go over here to Jason. Jason, you're in front of us. What's up, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, caller from Arizona, he started out saying he knew people that were steroid guns and drinkers, but you guys grilled him, and he ended up admitting when if he couldn't get to his gun. He sounded like a psycho. Uh, he is in indeed a psycho. Um... Adam Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, hey, Ronnie. Um, I was just wondering if you would ever considered having on uh, Sam Beam from Iron and Wine. It just seems like it'd be up your alley, and I always enjoy your interviews and stuff. He seemed like he might be an interesting. I would have, have Sam on in a heartbeat. Are you a fan there, uh, Earl? Um, he's all Iron right. Iron Wine, just all right. Oh wow, he's all right. Earl fucking saying he's crap. I didn't say he was crap. He's okay. Whatever. I don't know. Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ron, it says, can we hear the Black Earl song from Brother Joe in honor of ONA in Cleveland, hometown? Maybe we could actually even go out with that today. <laughs> if Fix has uh, time to do his math, his backwards math. Brother Joe, no, that, I got to give it to him. That's, that, that was brilliant. It's the, be it's the best parody song in the history of the planet Earth. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. That goes back away still. Yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, that's almost uh, approaching almost ten years. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's before you called the Lord a brass monkey. I didn't go. Oh, funky monkey. <laughs> you said it's in the Bible that he's a, a brass. No, monkey. I said his feet are like. Who said that his feet were brass? 
Oh, I don't remember the, the which book, but it's like you know he had hair like wool. And, I think it might have John. Was it Soul and Ice? <laughs> Honest answer is always better. Uh, by the way, have you ever read Soul and Ice? Yes, I read it. I think I read it in high school. Yeah, I read it when I was a kid too. <laughs> Eldridge Cleaver was a piece of work. All right, so Earl says in the Bible, in the Book of John, this was pointed out. Uh, skin like coal is what they say about the Lord. He is skin like coal and uh, hands like a crab basket. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> did not have crab basket. Fast as a cheetah. <laughs> giant wingspan and leap of mobility. You started making seriously sound like it's a scouting report on him. No. <laughs> Hey, no one ever run, brings this up, but Jesus ran a 3940. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, he was so quick. Earl, thank you for coming in today. So, you're really going to go out and take pictures again? Yeah. We're going to actually uh, <laughs> get some street shots. Get some street stuff, yeah, with the uh, hands bananas. All right, street crew is out there. O and A are live next at the Blind Pig in Cleveland. Uh, already tons of people there, all happy and all excited. So I know you're going to enjoy this uh, broadcast. And uh, Earl, would you like to say something to your old buddy Zona? <laughs> would you like to send your love? Yes, I love the guys. I really do. I mean, we'll say it in a nice way, like not just in a shitty way. Yo, Zona, what's up? What if both of them were drowning? Which one would you save? I try to save them both. But if you couldn't, you could only save one. Only one. I'd, I'd give myself up. You can't. Then three of you would drown. You've got to. You have the opportunity to save one. Oh God! Very quickly. That's. that's I can't. Even you have to do it. I mean, I know I have to do it. But one of them has as a kid. Ooh. Hold on. The other one fucks kids. So. <laughs> Earl, if you want to, as usual, Earl won't make the jump. Oh, and a coming up next live. From Cleveland, and we'll take this out with Brother Joe's Black Girl song in honor of Earl being here. See you guys back here on Monday. Have fun, O and A. Peace. I was born and raised in New York City. In a hey, that's the edge of my joke, dog. I dressed in dark clothing, so folks started calling me Black Girl. O and A used to laugh about it, cause deep down they knew they called me that, cause I was as black as soot. I've always been a lazy man A couch potato with a clicker in my hand See, motivation I never had Hid in the shadows when the boss got mad For 20 years I never got a raise I'm 33 and I've never been late I look busy but I'm not, I'm just walking around I pick up some papers and I put them back down One day I'm gonna stop paying my rent Live in a refrigerator box, never get out of bed I'm black girl Then one day some lame brains came and took ONA away And at the age of 33, I felt like I was carrying the weight of the whole station on my shoulders And Ron and Desi knew what I was going through Every morning I'd lock the door, lay down and I'd sleep a little more Then I put away the bathroom key, 
Everybody was depending on me I eat a chicken wing with lemonade Lord, give me strength to make another day Times I felt I couldn't go on Push a button, throw a switch, answer the phone Got lost in the van, I did my PSAs Ten minutes work, gonna take me all day I'm black girl, a genuine lazy bum Hear Scott so say, Black girl, you're a genuine lazy bum. You'll always make it through. Hot times in any Ken and Jeremy say, Black girl, you're a genuine lazy bum. 